All right, you ready? Yeah. This guy is an idiot. Man, they best be named that shit to Galo. Like anybody fucking gives a shit. It's the veteran gamers. Yeah, huh? It's the veteran What I'm really trying to say is that Sony. Hello and welcome to the Veteran Gamers episode 145. Yay, episode 145. I'm stoked. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's bring the noise. We got Duke. We got Stu. We got Duke. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did, you, did you like, I changed the intro up a bit. Uh, did I was wondering if you messed up and I no, didn't want to say anything, no, but since no. you mentioned it, what are you doing? I don't know. I thought I'd have a change. People are used to a yeah. certain pattern of things, man. You can't <laughs> okay. be playing with their emotions like that. Look, all this stuff's different tonight, so I thought I'd change the intro as well. Exactly. We need to keep things as normal as possible. People are already reeling from the differentiated staff that we got going on here. I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we should clarify, although you've made it fairly clear, but Ginny <laughs> isn't here tonight. Just not show up whenever he wants. That definitely sounds like did, uh, did I was, deep behavior. And I, I talked about this with you just before we started recording the show, but uh, no idea why he isn't here. I just got a text off him last night going, can't make the show tomorrow night. And that was it. I'm, and I'm willing to admit that there may be situations where if someone does that, it's because there's something serious. They don't feel like dropping a heavy load. They don't want to worry people. Or... It could just be something else. Could yeah, we don't, we've no idea. It just isn't here. It could be bear wrestling for all we know. Or, oh, you mean like wrestling bears, not yeah. like naked? Well, it, could it, could be naked. it could be both. It could be both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> honey or something, because bears like that kind of thing. <laughs> Ooh, I'd be interested in seeing Chinny dipped in honey. Listeners, don't you want to see Chinny dipped in honey? Don't you think that sounds funny? Yeah, yeah. And you can make a lot of money. Oh, no, now you're doing rhyming the stuff. Day, the day would be sunny. Jeez. Uh, 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 uh. So, no we've, no, we've no real idea what he's up to. He could be up to anything. Who knows what he's, he's probably just... I hope still- there's nothing serious. I hope it's just, uh, I got, uh, I lost my car. Or some animation for some client to do or something. There you go. Or he's been yeah, putting talking. the touches on the video. Talking of filmmaking, you know that film he was putting up on Friday so that everyone would be able to watch? Oh, yeah, he's got that up by now, huh? He wouldn't have said yeah, that he could. Of course he wouldn't. Friday, he didn't have it. Oh yeah, I love it. But when you're listening to this show, right, which is Thursday, if you've got it on the night, uh, tomorrow night you'll be able to see the film from Eurogamer and all that kind of stuff. You reckon he does this with his clients? I oh, know. Well, Do you know, right? I said to Kay the other day, right? I'm like, how does he run a business, really? Because it's like you say, oh yeah, I'll have it ready for you next Wednesday. Yeah, but the other thing is that we're not paying for this. No, like, it's true. If someone's doing some work and they're paying for it, you can't jerk them around that no, way. No, 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 no. That, and that's true, right? I don't disagree with it. But, but in my experience, you know, what people do in their home life, similar to how they are at work, it might be. Oh, but sure. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. And, and I, I chalk it up to Chinny being a young kid because, you know, now and that I'm 36, 37, I get to call him. Yeah, yeah, that's 10 years younger than me, dude. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> 
I used to do that. It'll be ready on Friday. Now I don't give a day. Now I just say it'll be ready soon. I'm not going to make any promises about when it'll be ready. You'll be lucky to get it this year. Yeah, you see. So I think he should just not give a firm date, and then people won't call him out when it's not ready on that date. There's some advice for you, Chinny. Absolutely. And I, you see, I've already done this other thing. I do this other thing where I tell people I want it the day before when I really need. Oh, something. exactly. You see, and that way I know that by the day I need it, I'll get it. Hopefully, yeah. You know, that's Hopefully. that's what you got to do. That's yep. a bit of, bit of reverse psychology and all that crazy stuff going on. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So if, if we just said Chichini, you need to have it up on Thursday, the same night as the show. It may have happened on Friday, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it, though. It probably wouldn't have happened, would it? If we're being honest. Yeah, probably not. No, no. If we're being honest, it definitely wouldn't have happened. Uh, anyway. If being honest, I'll tell you I'm eating a sandwich. Yeah, no, I can tell. Hungry, so. tell. Um, you know, this week I'm I'm gonna start off with a film. I want to see. I want... Uh, okay. Yeah, tell us a story about how you got the film first. I, I guess. Story, story, story time. Now I'd like to say it's Looper because I really want to go and watch that, but it isn't. That. Yeah, I know. What? What do you, did you really just say? What's that? Yeah, I have no idea. What's Looper? Oh my god! Oh Look my god! You sound like my students. You don't know. You never saw Finding Nemo. Oh my god! Have you had your head stuck in a snail shell or something? I mean, apparently, seriously, uh, it's 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 the Matrix of the noughties, basically. A porn Matrix? No, no, as in the two thousands, you numpty. Oh, I thought you meant. Don't you have some word when you talk about like porn? It starts with an N. You have a word over there that you use. I have no idea. What I was talking. noughties. I thought it was like videos that were like. Horror movies get lumped in, and then porn movies. No, when we when we were teenagers, we used to call them blueies. Yeah, but there's an end. I know I've heard somebody you like naughty or nasty or. Oh no, there used to be video nasties. They were called. Oh, that's what I'm thinking about. Video yeah. nasties back in. Okay, the- I'm not crazy then. At least. No, no, video nasties, but no. Okay, video nasties. Anyway, so this isn't that. No, it's uh, not that. I wish it was a not. new movie that has the power to be as influential as the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Well, that okay. Looper. I can't believe uh, it's got Bruce Willis in. Oh, well. Uh, it's, it's basically, right, it's about... Uh, in 2074, uh, when the mom gonna, wants to get rid of someone, the target is sent 30 years go. into the past where a hired gun awaits. This sounds like uh, Minority Report, only with crime. Not really. But anyway, the, the the twist of the film is that he's his other self from the future gets sent back for him to kill. Hmm, interesting. So it's very cool, apparently. Very clever. So, yes. I, 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 I might see that. I mean, Bruce Willis has been in some good movies, but he's also been in some crap. He has. That is true. But this this apparently is... I've not seen a bad review for it. It's it's uh, It's been pretty much uh, been given the thumbs up across the board by every reviewer. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be pretty good. So I want to see that. Anyway, it wasn't that. Yeah, the other night we were, we were watching the TV and there was not a lot on. So I'm flicking around, right? Flicking around. And there was a documentary on called Man on Wire. Have you heard Ooh, of this? It's a Herner Wurzog movie, isn't it? I have no idea what that means. I thought that's the guy who made it. I don't know. I don't know who it's made it. It's about the guy walking across the Trade Center, right? It is. It is. But yep. it, do you, you know what? James Marsh. Sorry, it had nothing to do with Herner Wurzog. Yeah, I was going to say. I have no idea. But anyway, I thought, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. And do you know yeah. what, right? That was weird, right? Because on Love Film, it, it, it seems a bit polarized. There's people who are going, it's the most boring film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then people going, it's the most interesting film, and I, I'm in the interesting camp. I'm interested to see it. I, I do want to see it. I've heard of it, and I've, you know, I'm curious. It's cool. I've, you know what? I was up, and I've started watching another documentary called Wasteland as well, and that's kind of cool. Waste. 
I've never yeah, that's about an artist who came from Brazil. Uh-huh. And the he made he makes art out of stuff that represents the subjects in the in the article. So he did, um, for instance, you know, like he, he did subs from Saint Kitts, whose uh, uh-huh. whose parents kids whose parents worked in the sugar plantation, mm. and then he made paintings out of molasses of the nice. kids. That's interesting. So it was, it's, he does kind of cool stuff like that. Well, anyway, what he, he basically what he wants to do is give something back. So he's gone back to Rio to the biggest landfill site in the world, or one of the mm. biggest landfill sites in the world. All these kids are working. Where all these kids and adults or whatever are oh. sifting for all this rubbish, trying to find stuff they can sell on and all that kind of stuff. But he's going to make artwork out of the stuff from the wastelands, from the tips, cool. yeah. and then sell it, and all the profits will go back to the people who work there. And so he's and he's pretty renowned. So you know, anyway, I haven't seen it all yet, so I don't know what happened. It's already happened, I guess, but I don't know what happened. But it uh, apparently it's very uplifting. So, I'm but anyway, Man on Wire. Just going back to that, yeah, that that film was cool, and it looked that, cool. That guy was crazy. I mean, that well, yeah. dude was completely off his tits. Um, but is he as crazy as the dude that jumped out of space? Yeah, I was going to I was going to talk about that as what well. Seven hundred and forty miles an hour. It's insane. <laughs> and apparently, he went into a spin, you know, like when a plane goes into a spin. Yeah. And he said if he could become unconscious, he would have died. And when he when he came, finally came down, did you see the way he landed? He just like, you know, tiptoed along. <laughs> so you know what's crazy about that? The, the first time I heard anything about this, I saw a thing on the internet where somebody had taken a cat jumping out a window, and they photoshopped it to make it look like he's jumping out of a space station or whatever this dude jumped out of. Yeah. And I was like... What the hell is that? I don't get that reference. And then I saw the news about him doing the jump, and I'm like, oh, that's what that's a reference 24 to. 24 miles up he was. I was like, Look, I get bored. I don't think I've ever been. I think I'll jump out of a spaceship and land on the Earth somehow. Yeah, I mean, but, but as well, the, the interesting thing about it was he, it only took four minutes for him to get back down to Earth. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Four minutes he was free-falling, you know. People fall pretty quickly. You don't realize how fast you fall, but. but- 740 wait, miles an hour. But four minutes kind of feels like a long time because if we were silent right now for four minutes, people would be like, start talking again after 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it, it, that comes back to the old, uh, you know, time and how it yeah. you know, acts differently to whatever oh, you're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah man. I so, yes. student, today, this was crazy. I had a student, we were doing notes about Arthur Miller and the Crucible. And I was like, you know, I made it entertaining because I'm not going to give a boring lecture. So, at the end of class, the bell was ringing, and they were like, whoa, where'd the hour go? And I'm like, that's right, man. Time flies when you're having fun, baby. Well, Millie at school, actually, I was quite impressed with what they're doing at Millie's school at the moment, because they're doing about the Second World War. Oh, uh, yeah? And and they got they a local art. They're putting Jews on the train? No, be <laughs> no, nothing like that. Uh, but they got a local artist in, and he painted a picture of the Blitz while they were sort of doing a lesson and got everyone else to paint something, you know, within, which I thought was kind of cool. So I did this little painting. Anyway, so, yeah, Man on Wire, that's good. Watch that. And talking of time, talking of time, this is a good segue, but talking of time, Millie has again uh, exceeded her time on uh, Super Hexagon HD. Now, is she competing with anyone else at this point, or is it just her trying to beat her record every time? Just her trying to beat her own record. You hear that, listeners? You are all pathetic. Millie is kicking your butt, and there's nothing do about it not quite and we'll come to who's won that because we've had a few people enter the uh gateways Whoops, code maybe, maybe we haven't 
Maybe well, you're all better than her. Only know. one, only one person, but will come down. But anyway, she she's currently on 110 seconds at the moment. I gotta play this game at some point because I have no idea if that's good or not. Oh, that's good. Uh, I mean, you to, tell me it's good, and I believe you, but I need to. I don't understand how well, good to put that it is. again. To put it into perspective, she is now 682 in the world out of 71,000 players. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So she's in the top 1,000. That number gives me a good sense of how was she, how she's doing. I, I just, honestly to God, I have, and I said to her tonight, I said, have you got anywhere near that again? And she's like, no, I've added like 85 seconds again and 86, but I've got nowhere near. It, it is that, what, that sort of game where you'll have one perfect game, you know, where you'll just see it and do it. And that's obviously what she did, but I don't know how she does it, but I've still stuck around 75 seconds. That's right. all I can do. I, I can't see, I've, I can't. Your daughter's kicking get, your butt, man. Yeah, I can't get beyond it. I, I, I look at that, but in a way, I've lost some of my momentum trying to beat her now because I look at that and think, I'm not going to ever do that. You know, I'm never going to get close to that because that's just crazy. You know, I've played it for hours and got nowhere near that. That's so. why you got to compete against your own high score, not play against someone else. Yeah, especially someone else who's getting stupid scores. But that's not a stupid. Yeah, especially it's someone not, else who's what, 11 years old? 10. 10. Years old she is. Well, yeah. It's impressive skills, that one. Whoa, very impressive. Yes, it is. So, yeah. So, yeah, so she's, she keeps on going, I guess, and uh, getting there. Good for you, Millie. Well done. I know. Right, wait, I don't have to clap. I can play this. Uh, so I'll keep updating, you know. You never know. She may, yeah, uh, may eventually beat it again, which I'm sure she will, because I came home tonight and she'd been playing again for about another half an hour. She's uh, totally addicted to playing that game. She just goes, Is she, like, not doing her schoolwork and, like, not bathing? Like, Millie, take a shot. No. no not bad, but, you know, I, every, every night when I come home, she's playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it's a weird game because it's so simplistic but so difficult at the same time. You know, I mean, the actual mechanic of it is about as simple as it can get, but to 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 actually do it and do it well is very very difficult. But yeah, yeah. and and I think it's quite interesting because a couple of the people who bought it are like, oh my god, I can't believe how hard this game is. You know, and yeah. uh, anyway, we'll come to that because it's about eight people uh, put some times up for it. So uh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Thank you, eight people. Now, I was thinking tonight with Ginny not being here. Ginny not being here. I've only played two games this week. I've been very sort of remiss. Uh, I haven't played many games either. And then I looked at your list of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad I've only played two games. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, wait, God. No, here, wait, I should have play you, this. Have you seen <laughs> Listeners, you have to understand, this week I played every game that has ever been made. I think you did. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh my! Seriously, God. I looked at your list now because I've only been in the show notes here because I've been I've been very busy and well I've been busy yeah. playing one game in particular so that's the reason. And here's the other thing: I mean, I have played a lot of games, but the reason it looks so big is because I also put some of my thoughts in the computer. Whereas normally I just put the name of the game and then I'd have thoughts here in this notebook that I also have. You hear that? That's the notebook that I usually write in. So I haven't been writing in the notebook as much. Yeah, so there you go. So that, that makes it look bigger. But it is a big list. It I is a big – there's no it doubt a it's a list. Big, big list. That's right. So I'll start with my two. Yeah. <laughs> my two. Um, yeah. Uh, first game, I played a demo. I played a demo, right? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, what I was expecting before I tell you what it is. Right? Okay. So I saw this demo on Xbox Live, and I thought, huh. That, that might be kind of good, but I'm not expecting a lot. You know, it might be all right, but I'm thinking it's going to probably be a bit rubbish. Like okay. the first one. All right, so there's a clue. 
Like the first one. Like the first one. Yeah, like the Borderlands fir- 2. No. No. No, no I've got that. Why would you play the demo? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. think there is a demo, is there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Medal of Honor. No. Uh-huh. No, I'm not. There's too- also a demo for that. I'm not too bothered about things like that. But no, it's Naughty Bear. Are you serious? They made another Naughty Bear? Yeah. Why? Well, do you know what? I I was the same like as you. Gives no, listen, listen, right, listen. I was exactly the same as you until yeah. I played it. Really? They have improved. Did they pull an Assassin's Creed here? They have improved just about everything in that game, and it's it's a downloadable game now, so it's no longer oh, well, a, a detailed title. And we always said that, you know, you yeah, can't was... expect people. I but... think Chinny might have said, or maybe you said, like it would have worked very well if it were only a downloadable game, because then you weren't expecting a whole lot. But they've they've it's it it is Hitman with burrs now. That's hmm. that's basically what it is. So you're given a target burr that you've got to take out, uh, whatever function or party or whatever they're doing, right? Then you get obviously bonus points for doing certain tasks while you're doing it, right? There's now disc, so you can take a burr into the woods and disguise yourself as them, so you can blend in with the other burrs and stuff, so they don't know you're a, nice. an assassin. Uh, weapons are still as cool, still got traps. Uh, still got all the twisted animations for killing the other birds, and and the camera—they've sorted the camera out, so there's no more issues with that. So, for the people who didn't play or don't know about the first one, what was the main? If it uh, wasn't just killing bears, what was the main idea in the first? One? It was it was similar. It was similar. To be fair, it was it was the same sort of thing. You were given sort of, but each they they added in all these different sort of things to do so there was like killing a bird then there was one where you had to scare so many birds so they killed themselves and they they tried to make it a bit more uh varied should i say i guess is the best way they wanted it to be varied so they had all these what you're doing not how to do it it looks like this one they've changed how you do it they've just kept it simply assassinating birds in the demo at least anyway so there's no there is you get bonus points for scaring so many but so what they've done is add those in as little side things to do while you're doing the main assassination yeah. Uh, and like one of them, like for instance, the second one, I had to. The, the task was to assassinate this bird whilst naked, so that so he didn't have any sort of disguise or or oh any sort of clothing on or, 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 at all. But naked for a bird is not really naked, if you know. But it was it was kind of cool to see. Like, wow, wow, is very nice. It's bears. It's still got the same narrator, you know, the same guy. It sounds like the same guy anyway, doing the narration yeah. like, right. "Ooh, naughty bird." They've done that to you again, or whatever, you know. And and they're all on holiday in this sort of island paradise, and you're going around. Uh, so let me ask you this: Is the story continuous with the first game? Not that is I can tell. pick up. Is it the same bear? No, it's yeah, it's the same bear. Uh, and basically, this time they've decided to go on holiday together and not invite him again. So it's the same setup, really. So, but so, but they know who he is at least. Yeah, they know who he is. Oh yeah. Now let me ask you this: Don't you think it's <laughs> odd that they haven't said? All these bears are dying everywhere since Bobbo came to town. Well, not really, because at every, well, at least for me, anyway, I, I took every single bear out and <laughs> killed them all. Well, what happened to all the other bears that used to live here? They moved. I don't know. Uh, moved? But, yeah, but they moved away. But I've, I've got to say, I was really impressed. It's a big it's cemetery a, for a bear village. It's got a, it's got a great little intro. You know, he's hanging on underneath the bus that they're on. The, you know, going on the trip to the island and stuff. I, you know, I'll give it a try. 
It's, it's definitely worth a look. I really enjoyed it. Like all the little disguises are great, and what they've also added to it this time is so basically, you, you every time you finish a level, you'll get given bonus bits, like you know, like sunglasses, or you know, if you're dressed up as a as a costume, it'll give you that as a bonus costume, and then you can put different costume bits on different parts of your body. So a bit like you know Skyrim, Next so you can have like something. body, head, eyes. Hands, legs, feet. Like a Saints Row type of thing. Correct. And each bit gives you different powers or abilities or increases your health or increase. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very impressed, I've got to say, because I thought the first one I promised, but it just, it had, it was a great idea, but just not very well executed. And this, they seem to have gone, let's go back to the drawing board, do the same sort of idea, but actually do it right this time. And that's how it felt. The, the camera worked brilliantly well because the camera was a massive issue in the first one. But uh, even that works well now in this. I, I'm very impressed. And I, I was tempted, but I've got too much of the stuff to play. I must admit I was tempted. Um, but the other game I've been playing is Dishonored. Okay. Oh, Dishonored. A new yeah. game. All right. Now, you know, when we went to Eurogamer, you were not so chuffed at your. I'm not that I wasn't so chuffed. I don't think that's strictly true. I said it was good, but I, I wasn't that. I wasn't that blown away. I was a bit like, but I think part of that was like we'd seen the demo played through twice upstairs when he was doing the the developers talk. Then it was the exact same demo on the on the floor when we finally got to play it. And yeah, yeah. well, I've got to say I've played the the full thing and and it, it is it's still true. I don't really like it. The whole game. Yeah, I've nearly finished it. Yeah, I'm on the very last one. Wow. Huh. Yeah. And you're not so into it, huh? No, I actually love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, not that I couldn't have been more wrong, because obviously, you know, it was it was just a demo, and it's hard to judge from just a demo. Yeah. Uh, this is a case where the demo didn't do it justice. I don't think it did. I don't think yeah. it did, because I think you were thrown in too much of the deep end. It didn't really give you a flavor of what was actually going on, because right. it was just a very random mission of going collecting this guy and taking him to where he needed to go. It was an escort mission? Yes. Well, no. Oh, my it, God. No, no the first, it was a, just a pick up and take somewhere. So you had to sort of knock him out, stick him on your shoulder, and then just drop him off somewhere. Uh-huh. And, um, and that is in the game. I well, have played I it. but that as a demo. Yeah, in the game, I played that in a totally different way than I played it or saw it played. So I did it completely yeah. differently to That's what cool. I saw. You have options. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it, the story's really good. The, there was a twist that I saw coming from a mile away, to be fair. But he still misdirected me in a way because I was sort of knew it was coming. But then I thought, oh, maybe it isn't. And then he did. So I was sort of, uh, it confirmed what I was expecting. But that was still good. Um, but what he does brilliantly well is... Just things that happen that affect other stuff. And I wasn't sure that would be the case, but it is. But so you it can is. see the implications of your choices? Definitely. In a massive way. And it, and it also, it twists your noodle a bit because you're sort of thinking, well, if I'd have done this, that couldn't have ever happened what mm, just happened. And there's... Because that's cool because that's, that's been the, the dream for a lot of games. They're like, yeah. oh, do this. But to be honest, like Fallout blowing up Megaton, that's really the one of the only ones I can think of that really manifests in something serious happening differently in the way you play. Well, this does, because although there are side missions... Right, for instance, I'll give you a for instance. It's not, it's not a spoiler, because I'll not yeah. give you any details. But, for instance, at the begin, right near the beginning of the game, on the first mission I did, I came across a character in the game that I wouldn't have come across had I not gone through a particular building. Mm. And this particular person then gave me a side mission to do 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So off I went to do this side mission, came back to see this person, and then they gave me another side mission, which was a really cool side mission, which I went off to do, right? Right. Now, what I went off to do on the second side mission that they gave me affected a gang that's within the city, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then later on in the game, I then have to team up with this gang to do something, having done something nasty to them earlier in the game. Okay. And when I got there the second time, the leader of this gang's then telling me about what someone had done to them. <laughs> and that was you. And that was me, right? Yes. And, I'm, and I, for the first time ever playing a game, I actually felt guilty yeah. for doing something quite terrible because at the time when I did it, I had no idea of the repercussions because obviously I had no context for anything I was doing. I was just doing it because right. oh, sure, this sure. person said, can you go and do this for me? I'll give you... I'll okay. give you something cool if you do it. So I was like, oh, yeah, something cool. That sounds cool. But then later on, the, the, towards the end of the game, yeah. this person and people all meet up again. That would never have happened had I not done the stuff I did at right near the beginning of the game. That's interesting. So that was it. Honestly, um, I, I'm pretty blown away, really, at how good it is because it's, it's way beyond. I think as well what was interesting, my expectations weren't that high. Um, because I played the demos and I wasn't like, oh yeah, it's going to be brilliant, right, right. And then it it just has been. It's the, the great. So let me ask you this: yeah. if if I'm not in if I'm not very good at stealth, and you know I suck at stealth, will I still enjoy this game? Yes, I think you would. Now, the, here's the thing, though. Right? Okay, it's it's what's kind of this is one of the coolest things I like about it is the way they do the power ups in this game. Okay, because the power ups make you explore, because. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have to pick up runes throughout the city as you do in your missions. And when you get the runes, you can then use them to put your power-ups in place or whatever. And you right. you get one to begin with, and then you, you can do them pretty much in whatever order. Now, there's a very clear um, sort of divide between stealth power-ups and kill-everything power-ups. Oh, yeah, I see. So I can develop my kill-up powers correct there's about four for stealthy stuff and about four for and i've not really done any of the four that are for killing people because i've been doing it in a very i'm trying to do the kill as few people as possible route which is very satisfying i I have to say i got you i got you but if i wanted to go down the other route and each and i will yeah and each other each each of them has only got two levels as well so there's not a lot of complexity about it you're not like that's good because what I was worried about was having all these powers in them. And I have, to a certain extent, got powers and forgot to use them. So that, that has happened. And I have been mainly using the Blink. Once you get the second stage of Blink, that's brill. Because you can, you can go quite long distances with it. So yeah. that makes a huge... And that's the thing we saw in the trailers where you like pointed a thing and you're there. Yeah. So that, yeah. And, and, and even that, though, they've, they've thought about a lot of stuff. So, for instance, say there's like, if there's any object in front of you, you can't blink past it. So even if it's, say, like bars, you can't just blink through the bars and come on the Why other Why not? No, because it's a physical object. You can't pass through it. You can only just... So pass. what? Nightcrawler could pass through bars. Yeah, well, you should you... have all the powers of Nightcrawler. They should make a Nightcrawler game. That'd and cool. and a lot of the stuff you do in traversing is, is very puzzly, you know, like trying to work out yeah. how to get to somewhere. Right, right. And I like all of that. And it, it has that feeling of Assassin's Creed 2 that I got when I played that, you know, like... See, that... that's cool. Because in Assassin's Creed 2, I mean, obviously there are certain parts where you can't just run in and just kill everybody. So... I like the fact that maybe it'll make you do a little bit of that stealth, but not every single thing you do has to be stealth. And yeah, and but I feel right. Okay, there is a, there are repercussions from killing everything. 
There's not really any guns, by the way. You only get a little crossbow and the gun, and all the, the majority of the if you're doing the kill everything stuff revolves around using your powers and your your knife. Really, a lot of it's swordplay, like Assassin's Creed. Although I'll be honest with you, and it could be down to the fact that I've not used um, it very often. That the only times I've killed anyone is because I've made a fuck up of sort of taking them out stealthily. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the way I was trying to do Deus Ex. I'm like, okay, I have my gun if I need it, but I'm going to try. Okay, screw it. Kill everybody. It isn't quite as punishing as Deus Ex, I don't think. Nothing is. Yeah, it's not quite as punishing as that. But And and obviously, they're sort of mainly melee as well. So although they do have guns and stuff, it's very satisfying rewiring security gates and stuff like that. It's kind of funny. You know, I'd be glad if they didn't have guns because I don't understand. If it's steampunk, there were oh, no, a lot they... of guns at the time of the steam. No, they're only I mean, like musket type guns, you know, like. Hand... I know, but you know what? I'm sorry. Look, and this isn't really about Dishonored, <laughs> so you'll have to forgive me for the tangent. I am so sick of seeing guns. First of all, Fable had guns, and Assassin's Creed, he's got the gun, and all these games where there shouldn't be guns, and there's guns. And I'm like, what is that about? I don't want to see gun Torchlight, there's dudes with guns. I'm like, no, I don't want to have a gun in a sword and sorcery RPG. If you want a ranged attack, you have a bow, you have magic missile spells. That's fine. I donated to this Kickstarter for the new game from Obsidian. Have you seen this? I haven't, though. I don't remember what it's called, but they have this, you know, Obsidian's doing this new game, and they're doing it through Kickstarter, and they've raised like $3 million already. And I contributed because it looks cool. And they were like, here's a wallpaper showing the different characters we've developed. And one of them has this musket on her shoulder. I'm like, no! Why must there be guns and everything? But to be honest with you, the guns in this game play such a little part in it. Good. The the fun comes from doing crazy shit. So, for instance, they they have these like light gates, like a security gate, and if you try and pass through, you just get disintegrated. Oh, yeah. Well, you can rewire them so you can pass through them, but the enemies get disintegrated instead. Yeah. So, so what I do is, uh, they're, 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 I've, I've done this quite a few times now, is sort of go rewire it, and I know there's enemies on the other side, and then I do a bit of a dance in front of the suit, so they all come running towards me. Nice. And then about six or seven cars just get disintegrated. Oh, dude, vicious. Yeah, so that's so that's kind of fun. It's just the fun you can have just doing crazy stuff like that. You know, there's so many things you can do that are crazy in the game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving it, and and also it's it's because of stuff. And this is this sounds really weird, I guess, but. I've got so into it because I've played it near enough over a weekend. So I'm literally on the very last level, which will probably take me about an hour to finish. But I just didn't get a chance to finish it tonight. So hopefully I'll get that finished off tomorrow. Um, But for the first sort of two thirds of the game, I have played literally all stealth. Just creeping around in shadows, taking people out, hiding the bodies. Very Hitman, you know, Hitman-like. It is very like Deus Ex. It's very like... Um, some people have been comparing it to Half-Life, and I don't. I, I can see that the aesthetics are like Half-Life. You know, it's that yeah. sort of world. Um, but the world's kind of cool. You can tell it's on the Unreal Engine. There's there's a bit of popping every now and again when the, when a level loads in. So yeah. it's it's still got that popping issue. But it I've looks. Never really cared about that. No, it doesn't bother me too much, and it looks. It just looks great. Yeah. You know, it just looks great, and and yeah, one of the things that has happened because of stuff that's happened in the game, right? Because of the story beats and things that have happened as I've been playing the game. Towards the end, I'm sort of changing the way I'm playing because of how oh, yeah. I feel about what's gone on. It's gotten to your emotions. It has. I've gone from stealthy to just 
killing everybody. Yeah, because you're in a hurry. No, not because I'm in a hurry, but because I just feel that's just as to in you know relation to what's happened. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds awful, isn't it? But it's made me feel, and like I say, I felt guilty on more than one occasion for stuff that I've done in the game. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's very very good. There was only one right because obviously you can play the whole game without killing anyone. And one one of the the assassinations I had to do because I'd done some certain side missions. Somebody else did it for me, and I didn't have, actually have to go and do it. Hmm. So, so I didn't even have to go and track these two guys down, which was sort yeah. of all right, but in some ways a bit more like, oh. hey, I wanted to do that. Yeah, but then I thought, oh, well, it's done now. Sure. Uh, and that was because most of them have a non-lethal way of doing it. or at least. Now, there was one I did where I couldn't figure out what the non-lethal way was, so I just had to yeah. kill them, and I didn't actually want to do it, but I couldn't figure out how not to kill them. Uh, to complete the mission. So I've obviously missed us. Uh, and I think that's the thing with this game. Unless you happen to come across something, right. then you'll never come across it. You know, it's, it, there's no, it's, it's very open. There's very little, uh, linearity about it. There is. Which hopefully means there's a lot of replay value. Oh, for definite. Yeah. And it, at the end, what's kind of cool at the end, when you complete a level, it'll give you how many people. Are, and I've only, oh, I'm desperate to finish a level without killing anyone. And I, on one level, I killed just one person. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, and on one one level, I managed to do the un- get can be completely undetected by anybody, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, at the end of every level, you go, do you want to replay it straight away? It'll give you a sort of option to replay the level again in a, just in a different way, you know, just to have another go. Um, and I've only rented it uh, from the local blockbusters. Yeah. Um, but I've, I'd be interested to play through it again because I've really enjoyed it, and I don't want it to finish, which is interesting. You know, it's a long yeah, time that's a since, good sign, man. yeah, since I played a game where I've not, I've never got bored. And yeah. I, it's probably taken me, I would, I would have guessed about twelve hours, about ten yeah. to twelve hours. But I'm guessing if you, if you investigated every nook and cranny in the city, and you know, picked up all the runes and all the bones and all the stuff that there is to do. You could probably play it for, a, I would imagine, upwards of about 20 hours, really. Would be it would be at a, a stretch, really, I would think. But you'd have to look for everything. And uh, yeah. I'm just so enjoying like this. A, like a, a regular playthrough, one time through, you reckon, what, 10, 8? I would say, no, probably about 12. Yeah. About 12, because, you, you know, the, the, you've got to do a lot of hiding around and sort of wait. And, and each guard... It's very pattern orientated, so it's very much like Deus Ex and those sorts of games where they, all the guards walk on a certain pattern. You've got to read the pattern, wait yeah. for your moment to strike, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. the nice, the nice thing about this is, if you do get detected, you you might get three or four guards coming at you, you know. But that once you've killed all them, that's it. There's not, it's not like an endless stream of guards until you get killed or whatever, or you have to run away. And you can run away quite easily as well. Using your blink, you can soon get out of the way and hide somewhere. And then obviously the the sort of alertness goes down again. So it's not it's not quite as punishing. Uh, but yes, very 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 good, gotta say. And and again, yeah. it's it's potentially along with The Walking Dead, my game of the year. Talking of The Walking Dead, uh oh, um, episode New four episode? is out. If you live in America or have a 360. Oh, so you haven't played it yet? No, tomorrow. Oh, that's annoying. And a long, <laughs> although the unfinished swan's out tomorrow as well, so I'll be getting that, that, I would imagine. What? Where are you? What? You know what? Hey, listen, I do that a lot, okay? Because I talk about movies and music to kids, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. 
You're going to turn into a crusty, angry person if you always respond that way. So you should train yourself to do what I've trained myself to do, which is when someone says, what's that? And you think it ought to be obvious what it is or they should know about it already. You can can stop yourself and go, what are you talking? You're going to love it. Yeah. Um, That way you set them up for a positive perspective. It's basically a a PlayStation-only downloadable game, uh, which is coming out uh, Uh tomorrow and then next week if you're not on PS Plus. Okay. And basically, you cannot see anything in the level until you flick paint around to sort of bring stuff in, if you will. I see. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's very, oh. very cool. I played the demo at Eurogamer, and I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, so it's a platformer, but you can only platform on stuff once you've put paint on it, black paint. And you, you basically have balls that you throw, and they just splatter on the stuff in the environment that you can't see. So it's just all white until you throw throw the paint around. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and apparently it works with a move controller, so you can just swing the move controller like a paintbrush. Yeah. So I'd imagine that adds a bit of fun to it, really. Yeah, so. it might. I can see that being kind of cool. But, I mean, it doesn't sound like my kind of game, but eh, No, it's very arty. Yes. Well. <laughs> my kind of game, for sure. <laughs> my kind of... Uh, but, yes, if you, if you play just one game this year, make sure it's Dishonored, is all I can say. It really yeah. is that good. It really is. Cool. And, uh, yeah, single player only. No faffing around with multiplayer or horde modes or any of that stuff. Yeah, they really have concentrated, and uh, it's great. It's number two in the UK at the moment. It's the the biggest selling new IP this year. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. I wish them a lot of success. It looks like a very innovative thing. It is. It is very, very, very cool. So, yeah, play it. Uh, and that's it. it. Those those are the two games i played. That's it for me. So, over to you, Jim. Yeah. All right. Right, well... start. Here we go. <laughs> Take a breath. First of all, um, I don't know if I mentioned the Team Fortress 2 played it. I think I did, didn't I? I think you did. It was just you yeah. and, and Antonio. <laughs> but there was someone. No, there was another person. I can't remember who it was now, but I think it might have been Duff stuff or whatever. Um, anyway, uh, I GH Rocker was like, are you ever going to talk about the Team Fortress 2 play date? I was like, I talked about it. What are you talking about? So let me I'm, talk about it again. Yeah, I think Thanks to everybody ask. who showed up for the Team Fortress 2 play date. There you go. <laughs> there I go. Uh, yeah, GH Rocker and wh- whoever the other guy, I forget who you are, other person. I think it might have been Step J. No, I, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. We had another play date this week with, uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter. So how did that go then? The beta with that. I, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. It's very precise in the same, I mean, it uses the Frostbite engine, so it feels kind of like Battlefield, but you, you, the distance isn't as great. I mean, there are some people who are at a pretty significant distance, but, um, you, you, most of the fighting takes place in a much smaller, you know, area, at least on the map that you had in the beta. So, uh, it's, it's very precise. I got plenty of kills, which is pretty rare for me the first time I start playing a first person shooter. So, I don't know. Uh, that's probably why I like it, because I did okay with it. But when there's, I first there's no started. vehicles or anything, is there? In there? There's no vehicles. That's nice. And, uh, they have this buddy spawning thing, which is better than the squads, because, I mean, we were in party chat, so I don't really know how it would work, but I think. You can communicate with the whole team, but you can still spawn on another person, which is, it is nice to spawn on another person, but I'm not too bothered if I have to spawn at the spawn point. So well, I, mean, what, I could go either way. It isn't Battlefield, so, it, you know, it, it shouldn't have I this. know, but it's very close. It's similar to Battlefield. And you can tell EA is like, can you make Medal of Honor kind of more like Battlefield? And they're like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. I had a good time with it. And the, the nice thing of it, the thing I, I really like about it is um, when you get shot, not only does it show you like the direction of where your the bullet came from, but it'll highlight the person in red as soon as you get shot and then slow everything down for a second. So you see the bullets whizzing past and all this. 
and uh, and you can really tell who it was that got you and where they got you from. Whereas in Battlefield, it's like the, the killer was over in that direction somewhere. You know what I mean? So that can be frustrating. So anyway, thanks to everybody who showed up. Uh, Step J and Rob Finch and GH Rocker. Dude, Antonio, get a new mic. You Every playday, he comes in with this broken-ass, echoey mic, and it's like, <laughs> hey, as soon as anybody says anything, there's an echo. As soon as anybody says anything, there's an echo. So it's just every, oh, man, oh, man. It's That's what it's like when you're playing with him. Dude, I'm sorry, Antonio. you got to get a new mic. Uh, Master Zulu, PG Tips, Ian W99, and Mike Hardman. Thank you all for showing up. It was a lot of fun. Yay! People Yay. showing up to play day. Yay! I had to get to the applause button. Yeah, we need to we need to get that, that uh, Avatar Laser Wars two on again. Everyone turned up to that. That was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Right, it was great. Um, yeah, and don't worry if you missed that play date. Don't worry because we're gonna do another one soon, and we're gonna do Left for Dead. So come on by and play some Left for Dead and shoot zombies with us. And by zombies, I mean each other. So is this is this on the 360 original Left 4 Dead? Is that what? Yes. Oh, cool! I like that game. Let's play yeah, that. It's a good game. Lots of people have fun with it. It's still fun after all these years. I'll and come. maybe someday I'll get Left 4 Dead 2 again, and we'll give that another try. Well, I've got that on Steam. Just, I have that yeah, on Steam. Well, but it takes up so much memory. <laughs> plays games on Steam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who would do I play like games that? on Steam, baby. Oh my <laughs> god! Let me tell you, people, something. I spent like two days straight last week trying to get Windows 7 installed on my computer because I finally got a copy of the uh, installation, you know, the the actual Windows 7 software. (laughs) All right. Uh, Somebody sent me, um, who was it? Uh, David Tripney sent me this soundboard online of all these claptrap sounds. Wait, is that? Oh, no, not again. I'm guessing these are from the new game. No, no, this is from Borderlands 1. I don't know why he sent me a oh, bunch of clips from Borderlands, Borderlands 1. I think, um, what you call it, um, Major Nelson, yeah, this is on his blog, so whatever. That's the end of that. I love Claptrap, but it's <laughs> five years old by now. Anyhow. Oh, he's new again. Uh, oh, he's new at the moment. I know. Whatever. Um, Windows 7. It, I, had, I had installed XP on my boot camp partition once upon a time, and it didn't work too well, and there were problems with the hardware and all this other stuff. And it was kind of a frustrating experience. And so uh, someone told me, like, Windows XP and Boot Camp aren't going to work well together because Windows XP is old, and so the newer version of Boot Camp isn't going to interface with XP as well. Try to get Windows 7. So I was like, try and try and try, and I finally got a hold of a copy of Windows 7. And I installed it, and it worked. I got it all set up. Finally, I fi- after all the work and trouble, I did it. And it was all set up awesome, and I was all set to start getting games from Steam. And then I realized that my partition was too small and I had like two gigabytes left. Oh dear. Oh, it's so frustrating because everything was working and it's fast and it looks great. And I was like, yes, finally. And then I go to download something on Steam. It's like, you don't have any space. I was like, no, how do I increase my partition? You know how you increase your partition in boot camp? I have no idea how. You don't. You start all over again. You wipe out what you just did, oh, and no. you start all over again installing Windows 7 from scratch. Jeez. Now, 
Fortunately, I had learned so much from the stupid mistakes I made the first time around that it was much easier to install the second time around. But the so point do you have is, to allocate memory. So you have to allocate how much you want it to use. And is that what you do? No, you, you allocate your hard drive. You have to allocate how much of your hard drive you want to set up for Windows. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you have to sort right. of say it can have 50 gigabytes of my hard Exactly. <laughs> you better say 150 gigabytes. Jesus. Because <laughs> I did 20, but Windows 7 takes up 18. So it was wow. like, Right. And so I thought, okay, maybe 50. And then I was like, wait a minute. Because if I do 50, and I mean, don't get me wrong, 50 is okay. But even then, you'll have 30 gigabytes. That's like five Steam games. Uh Uh-uh, baby. I'm going to download every Steam game there is. (laughs) And you know what? That's pretty much what I've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like a kid in a candy shop. And you know why? Here's why I really had to run out and get it. Because I got a gift through steam lambie 85 oh my god dude i cannot thank you enough you are my hero you are awesome you are now here's the thing he gave me dota defenders of the ancients right and that game cost 30 dollars and i just hope because i tried to sort of cleverly kind of hint at wow you spent 30 dollars on me and he wrote like love the podcast keep up the good work here you go have this game and I was like, dude, that's that's so very nice. I hope you didn't like go out and spend $30. But here's the thing. Steam will sometimes give you a game when you buy another game. So I'm hoping that he was he had bought some other game and it was like, have a copy of DOTA. And he's like, eh, I don't want to play this. Maybe. And sometimes it. you can buy them as a, as a, say, buy three copies for a be, for a price exactly. or whatever to give to your friends and so forth. But maybe you just wanted to treat you, dude. Maybe yeah, I feel so thankful if that's the case. So the point is that there's no way that was running on a Mac. Because I tried with, um, the, there's a virtualizer program called VM Fusion, and I tried with that, and it just wasn't having it. There was no way that was going to work. So uh, I was like, all right, I got to do this boot camp thing. So I went through all the things, and I finally got it working. And I've been playing DOTA, and I can't thank you enough, Lambie. The problem is that it's really not my kind of game. <laughs> That's why I feel bad, because I'm like, dude, oh, no. I would have liked it more, because I don't know that I'm going to play it a whole lot. Here's the thing. It is one of these MOBAs. Are you familiar with those? These multiplayer online battle arena. Not really. Well, I wasn't either, and I'm still really confused about it. But that's the point. It's Hang on. First of all, the graphics are beautiful. The, the gameplay is very, very complicated. And the, the, the nice thing about it, the best thing about it is you start every round with, with nothing. You pick your hero, and there's like a list of like 100 different heroes you can be. And you pick your hero, and you are that hero, and you start at level zero, and during the course of the game, you'll level up, depending on how many kills you get and all the stuff you do, okay? So that's kind of cool, and that allows for some very interesting... It's apparently got this huge competition base all over the world, people, you know, having these head-to-head matches, groups of... And you're on a team with four other heroes. And it's it's sort of real-time strategy, because there's all these... Okay, your towers are constantly spawning these little characters called creeps, which are little tiny, you know little buggers that run around and fight each other okay and what you can do is you can encourage them i have one character has a war cry and so you can encourage your people then then that causes them to do a little bit more damage right or you can stun the enemy which allows them to you know you can then kill the enemy more easily and so you're fighting enemy creeps but every once in a while an enemy hero will show up and usually it will destroy me because i don't really know what i'm doing so it's a lot of running around and stuff um so there's no persistent characters, which is both good and bad, because you sort of start from scratch. Everybody has a level playing field, 
But the people who know what they're doing, they advance their characters very, very quickly. And it feels like you're, you know, when the first time I played, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And nobody was telling me anything. Now, fortunately, I had gone into a game where a bunch of people were playing together against bots. And that's a so good what, so what sort of get what what type of game plays it? So is it like a real time strategy game or is it sort of is, but it sort of isn't. The, what you're trying to do is you're trying to have you played Stratego? No. Okay, it's kind of like Stratego. It's sort of risk ish in that each side. Okay, there's this square map and it's rotated kind of 45 degrees. So um, you're 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 starting off in the bottom left corner, and your enemy starts off in the upper right corner, or vice versa. Okay, and there's a good side, and there's an evil side, and they're not called good and evil; they're called like radiant and dire, or whatever it is. And you're trying to destroy the enemy creeps that spawn every 30 seconds, and then eventually some enemy heroes, and then you destroy their towers. And the ultimate goal is to destroy their enemy base. Right? Okay. So is it turn base then? Oh, it's all real time. So it's all real time. Okay. It's all, and it's all. That's one of the things. Like, I don't play a lot of real-time strategy, especially online, because it feels like there's so much I'm supposed to keep track of, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and this and that. This takes some of that away, because the creeps, the towers, they all take care of everything on their own. All you have to worry about is what your character is doing, which is kind of cool, because that means that you can do this and that. Now, here's the thing that's really frustrating, is that that combat stuff, that's not really the key to the game. Apparently, the key to the game is... Not just killing the bad guys, but making sure you get the last hit on the bad guys so that you will get the gold for that kill. Because if one of your computer, you know, NPCs does the final hit, you don't get any gold for that. All right. Okay. Complicated thing of you're supposed to be farming and there's all these terms that I have no idea what they mean. You're going to lane first and then you farm and then mid game you'll go middle and that means at the, you know, halfway through the game you'll head up there's three different, like, you can go up the side, you can go along the bottom side, or you can go through the middle of the map. And everybody picks a lane, and you're supposed to be helping out, and there's, you have different roles. Obviously, if you do online games, you're used to people being a tank or a healer or whatever it is. With this game, you've got a courier, and you've got a carrier and a supplier and all these. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of that means. So there's all these guides, and one of the guides I read said, that, well, I started reading it, I got about a third of the way through, and I'm like, God, I'm already confused. And the, the headline was, Welcome to Dota 2. You suck. <laughs> yeah. So so is it so if if there was a paper guide for this game would it be like 2000 pages long or something ridiculous then? The the way to get started your first 5 games of Dota because there's so much to learn. Now yeah. that's I've played two games start to finish. Actually, I think I've played 3. Um the first one was with these other people against bots. The second time I realized I could set up my own private game. There were no other people involved at all. And that was good because then I really didn't feel any pressure. I was like, okay, these bots aren't going to get mad if I lose the game for us, right? And I didn't. To be fair, every game I've played, we've ended up victorious, which is a good feeling. I will admit that when you finally take down the enemy base, like it crashes through the bottom of the map and it's just like victory and it's music and there's all this awesomeness. And you're like, yay, I did it. I feel so good about myself. But. I'm not going to play it a whole lot because all the stuff on the way to that is kind of grindish. I, I just think with games like this and World of Warcraft and those types of games, you've you've got to devote near enough all your time to it to get any good at it. It's, you, you can't be playing other stuff. It's just like this and nothing. That's what people have said about this explicitly. Like you, you have to play 200 hours before you even feel like you're competent at all. 
And I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to invest that. That sounds like some Final Fantasy 13 stuff, except a hundred times worse. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably play it a little more here and there because, because I'll tell you this, the three games I have played, I've felt myself getting a little stronger each time. I'm like, okay, I understand how the objects work and, you know, I understand how to allot my things. And what they say is pick one of the heroes and just play with them all the time. And the thing that I'm not comfortable with, but you have to get used to it is, a lot of the game is kind of running away because it's one of those things where you drink a health potion, it doesn't instantly recharge all your points. It has to take some time to recharge. And when you're using, when you're regenerating your spell points, you can't get hurt when you're drinking that potion because if you get hurt, then it stops recharging your he- uh, spell points. So uh, that's this thing of like going and, and then running away from a fight. But here's the thing. When you run away, you don't have to run away forever because while you're running away, you have some of these automatically generated minions running into the fight. So anybody who's chasing you is probably going to stop and beat them up, and therefore you can get away and drink your potions or whatever it is. So there are a lot. I mean, it's a well-crafted game. It's a Valve title, and it's really well done. There's no doubt about that. It's just the type of game I, I think is really. Yeah, I think you forget that Valve may do make other types of game. We'll come come on to that in the news news part of this week's show but yeah you forget that they, they, they do make other games apart from half-life and left for dead and stuff you know and portal yep yeah uh, so the, the other really nice thing about having the windows 7 thing up is that i can play demos because you know there's a lot of stuff on there for free so i was going through and looking at all the demos like, oh i'll play this i'll play this i'll play this um so i play this game called intrusion 2 and i had never heard of intrusion one so uh, um Intrusion 2 is a 2D side-scrolling shoot 'em up and uh it's you're on foot so it's it's one of, it's I I wrote it like this think Bionic Commando with a more interactive environment and plenty of explosions so for instance when there's a tree in your way a lot of times you can jump on the top of the tree and it'll sort of bend over so that you can then get across the gulch or whatever it is that's beyond the tree which is kind of nifty uh, I played it for a little while and I reached a point where I wasn't sure how to get up to this other thing I needed to get to and so I was like, all right, I'm done. Because it, it's not, that's not really my type of game. I'm not going to invest a lot of time into that. But it was fun enough, and the graphics are cool. So if you're interested in that kind of game, you like Bionic Commando back in the day, try Intrusion 2. And they also had on Steam a free weekend. Sometimes they'll just say, this game is free to play all weekend. Right. And, yeah, and there was a game called Sanctum, which is a tower defense game, but you're, you're in it as a first-person character. So it's right. first person combined with the tower defense, right? And it works okay. It's a nice twist because it does have, you know, the added element of, you know, one of the things that frustrates me about tower defense is that once the enemies start coming in, if you don't have all your towers exactly where they need to be, you can get screwed very easily because they get past the one spot and you're like, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. But with this game, if they get past your towers, at least you can run down and shoot them, you know, and, and deal with them that way. But that said, it's still not really my thing. I'm, uh, you know, it's okay. But uh, the first enemy they sent in, you couldn't shoot him from the front, so your towers are kind of useless. Because I think that the dudes will keep his. I mean, maybe I have to. Maybe I set up my towers wrong. That's the problem. Is that I suck at tower defense. So yeah. Do you know? Funnily, I nearly picked a tower defense game for this week's indie pick, and then I thought, oh yeah, Duke doesn't lie those. Picking <laughs> a tower defense game, um, but. This game, uh, you know, the fact that it's got the first-person shooter element in it is nice, but it's not good enough to make me want to play it more. So whatever. But a game that I did get for free that I am having a lot of fun with is Lord of the Rings Online. 
Yeah, that's free to play now, though, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. So when I saw it on the, I actually went to the Steam thing and I was like, "What are all the free to play games?" Because I can play those; they're free. <laughs> and I was actually surprised. I'm actually really enjoying it. I thought it was going to be, you know, do you ever play RuneScape? No, I've never played an MMO in my life. I've never played anything like that. RuneScape a try, and I was just like, this is freaking boring, because it was like, chop this wood and go fishing and all this. And I think they've probably stepped RuneScape up a bit, because this was like five years ago or something. Um, But I was kind of expecting something kind of dull like that. But Lord of the Rings Online is not dull. It's very exciting. You start off in this village that's under attack, and you have to go help these people and all this stuff, and the combat is good. It's not great, and it has that problem of the, it's a third-person point of view, which I suppose you need in an MMO, but the dude takes up a big part of the screen, you know what I mean? So when you go to fight an enemy, the dude is blocking the enemy. So I'm like, get out of the way so I can see the enemy. <laughs> yeah, where is he? <laughs> well, that, whatever. I mean, the movement's a little wonky, but I mean, it's big, it's open, it's fun. Um, apparently, it's pretty highly recommended, which is pretty rare for a free MMO. Most MMOs that are free, at least... They're like, eh, you know. And I can tell the microtransactions are coming. They're hucking me to join the VIP program and all this. But to be to be fair, most of the, the big MMOs are going free-to-play now anyway. That's just the way they are, isn't it? To try and get people. And apart from the big World of Warcraft thing, everybody else is uh, moving to this. Uh, because uh, the Knights of the Old Republic is going free-to-play, isn't it, in the, in the next month or so? If yeah. not already. Well, it's the Old Republic, by the way. It's not Knights of the Old Republic. Well, yeah, sorry. You, you know what I meant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and you know, there's apparently a lot of social stuff because it's Fellowship of the Rings, right? Like you, you can join a fellowship and you can get involved with a kinship and, you know, be involved with all these different, and I haven't done any of that yet. So I'm kind of curious. I've been pissing about with all the starter quests, you know, like I'm having trouble with wolves and near my farm. Can you go and deal with them for me? I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. I'll probably, you know, I can see myself going back to this definitely because it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a lot there obviously. And it's the price is right. Yeah. Um, and then I also got, cause they had a sale and I'm like such a, right now is the worst time for me to look at. Yeah. I'm like, I've got a little money. I just got paid and I'm like, I, I can play all of these. I don't have to think like I'll, I'll save my money until a Mac game comes along. Nah, screw that. I'll buy anything if it's cheap. Like today, the steam sale is, what was the steam sale? I was looking at it. Oh yeah. Aliens and versus, versus predator. Yeah. Cheapest chips. Three seventy five. I'm like, that's nothing. I could tell, but then I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't really like that game. Yeah, it was a bit crap. To be fair, <laughs> you'll be like, wait a minute. I don't really want to play that because Steam will do that. It'll be especially during the summer sale. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble during the summer sale because when when I was doing it for the Mac, it was already like, okay, there's like three games I'll buy because they're really cheap. Now it's like I, I can play anything. So whatever, it's going to be dangerous. if you, if you, if if Payday yeah. the Heist is ever on sale again, buy that because I need people to play that with me. It's great, really yeah. good. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Just a payday the highest. Nineteen ninety nine. Hell no, I ain't paying. Yeah, that. It's, it's it's pretty sort of expensive on the normal set, but I got it when it was for like about three quid or something. Yeah. So I got it cheapest. Well, yeah. it's good though. It's a good game. Really good. Underrated. Um, man, I wish Arma Two was cheaper. I play DayZ, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll come to that as well in the in the middle of the show. So hold your hosses, hoss. I know, right? Um. So anyway, but they had a sale on uh, games from this one company. Who was it that made this game? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but Divinity 2 was on sale. And I remember seeing this for the, for the Xbox, and I was like, I don't know. I, I've been pretty disappointed with some RPGs on the Xbox. So anyway, I got it for the – and especially because it was cheaper probably on Steam than it would be to get it used even for the Xbox. So 
I got it. And it's great. Divinity 2. Oh man, it's a lot of fun. And it's a pretty conventional RPG so far. Like, you know, you're, you're a dragon slayer and you're, there's this ceremony that you go through that's a lot, not a lot, but somewhat like in Dragon Age when you drink the blood, right? The blood spawn or whatever it is. And that you like, you commune with the dragon spirit and this and that. That's sort of what happens here. And you're, you're getting close to the dragons so you can understand them so you can defeat them and blah, blah, blah. But whatever. Uh, I'm in a village and it's like, go around and someone's like, ah, someone stole my pigs. That's actually one of the missions. Someone stole my pigs. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Be like, what do I do? And he's like, go up to the pig called, uh, Thomas, I think, or what? Like, it gives you the name of the pig. I'm like, really? You name your pigs? And he's like, say the word Rosebud, and he'll come back. And I was like, okay. So I jumped the fence where the pigs are being held, and I go, and and you look at the pigs. Normally, when you look at someone, it'll tell you what their name is, and you can press E to talk to them. So I go to the pigs, and I'm like, that one doesn't have a name. That hey, that one's Thomas. So I pressed E, and and it, it nothing happened. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized there are guards watching. So you have to get the guards to go away, and then you can release pigs. <laughs> by oh, telling so i was like so the guards were like there were two things that one was like you could try to insult them and be like you scumbags and try to get them in a fight i guess or something but the other one was there's a naked woman who needs help out in the woods <laughs> so i told them that and they go running off and i'm like hey there you go pigs you're free uh very silly but very funny and uh it's actually pretty funny there's some funny parts in it and the combat's good it's significantly better than the combat in the witcher one which i know it's crazy because I was praising The Witcher 1 up and down, but whatever. And there's some weak voice acting, but overall, Definity 2, I'm loving it. I'm having a good time with it. And yeah, uh, apparently there's two parts to this game. So there's Dragon Knight Saga and then there's some other adventure that comes with it. So maybe that's some DLC or add-on or something. Who knows? Um, Man, three more things to talk about real quick. Go, I, go. Got, I got a gift from Duff Stuff 123 because I Another think one. I think he was, he, this was one of those ones where maybe he got two for the price of one or somebody else, you know, he got it some other way, but he gave me Civilization Five, And I was like, oh, dude, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I now have Civilization Five. I haven't played it yet. Now that's so another game that takes hours. <laughs> Here's the thing. It takes hours. But first of all, I will probably only ever play it offline and uh, it's turn-based, which is nice. And because I've played a lot, uh, I think I've played every other. No, I haven't played Civilization Revolution, but I have played Civ, Civ 1, 2, 3, and 4. So this hopefully will be more, I can get my teeth into it right away because I know the basics of how it works. Whereas with Dota 2, I've just been like, what? So whatever. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Duff Stuff. I really appreciate it. Very generous. And I hope that I will have some stuff to give back soon because I feel kind of like a bomb. Like, hey, give me games. But whatever, it's working. Um, Blacklight Retribution is free to play now. And you remember that was an Xbox XBLA title a while back. It and was. it's on the PC store as well. And you don't remember this game? I do. Yeah, it's first person shooter, very much like COD. Um, and it's free to play now on Steam. And I'm really liking it. I had some trouble when I first started out because it kept crashing. And then I put all the settings on very low, you know, in terms of the graphics, which I don't even really notice a big difference, but whatever. Uh, and it still crashed a couple times, but I think I'm getting to a point now where my Windows 7 understands what it's trying to do, so it's like not crashing. Knock yeah. on wood. Um, but it's really good. And the thing I like about it, okay, because here's the thing. I've been playing a lot of uh, Counter-Strike, but the Counter-Strike death matches, they go on forever. 
And I don't even know if there's a time limit on them or whatever, but it's mostly just a way to practice for the real game, which is to do with planting and defusing the bomb. Blacklight Retribution, there is a mode, at least, and probably other modes where there are objectives, but there's also just a team deathmatch mode. And you have to get to a certain number of kills, or there's a time limit or whatever, and it's, it's a lot more like Call of Duty, which I really love Call of Duty, so this is right up my alley in terms of the structure of it. And it's clear that the people who spend money have an advantage, but on the other hand, I think I'm able to hold my own just enough to not ever spend money and still have fun with it and still have a, you know, it's a good game, and I'll probably keep playing that for a while. Cool. And then the last thing on my list, you probably saw this, dude. I saw this. Uh, did you see when I was playing it before I posted here? Or? Yeah, you sent me a picture. <laughs> picture, uh-oh, because I'm playing Black Mesa. So, um, let me ask you, let me ask you, how are you finding crouch jumping? Because that's my biggest gripe with this game. Crouch jumping is a pain, but I'll tell you what. I didn't have... <laughs> I spent 20 minutes trying to make one crouch jump. Before I said, okay, I don't know how to do this. I'm confused. I need help. I went to find a walkthrough. And guess what? I wasn't supposed to do the crouch jump I thought I was supposed to do. I thought I needed to build a staircase out of boxes. And then I go online, and it was like, oh, no, you need to climb these pipes and then go up that way. I'm like, oh, that's so easy. I can do that. So what I thought was this nightmare of crouch jumping turned out to be something. I was making myself do it, and I didn't really need to do it. Do you know, I think that happens a lot in this game because because it's it's, it's linear but open in some respects because you, you think you've figured out what it is you've got to do. And like you say, you keep thinking, I should be able to do this, but for whatever reason, I can't. And then you realize it's not that what you need to do. <laughs> And that's the thing is that, you know, I know I'm spoiled with games that are, have like a flashing arrow or, you know, some sort of mini map indicating where I'm supposed to go. And this doesn't have any of that, which is good in a way. I think it's healthy to have moments where you're like, I have to figure out what to do. Get yeah, the bit, the bit I got stuck at for a bit was in the freezer. I don't know whether you've got to that bit yet, where you're in the freezer and you have to go around all the air ducts above. But it took me ages to figure out how to get up. Yeah, it's 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 a little tricky, um, and I I am only what did I I've played like an hour or two maybe, um, but it's good. I mean, I was impressed with the way it looks and the way it plays. And you're right, going down on that. I don't know why. I mean, I played Half Life back in the day. I don't think I finished it when I first played it, but I do remember playing it. And I'm running out of ammo a lot. Oh yeah. But the that that thing when you ride on that tram down for the first time, I was like, wow, this is really foreboding. You know what I mean? And there's one part on that. Oh, I had totally forgot about this. When you when you're going down, there's some incident where like there's a nuclear toxic waste leak and the dude is locked out of the lab and he's like pounding on the door. He's like, "Let me in." And and he can't get through the door and he's probably going to die. But then your tram moves along and you Yeah, did you did you see the G-man on your way in? I think I did. Yeah. He's, was, he's in a tram that goes past you going the other way. Maybe I didn't see him cuz there was some room where there was some guy talking to a scientist, and I was like, that guy doesn't look like a scientist, and he had a briefcase and everything. Yeah, but, you'll see. I've seen him probably about a good, maybe upwards nearly to, to 10 times, I think, throughout the game. He, he pops up every now and again, and you, and you see him, and he's very uh, creepy. Yeah. You know, he'll just appear and then walk off the screen, or you'll look up and see him and look down, look back up, and he's gone. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very cool. Very yeah, that's, playing. that's my catalog of 100 games. Yeah, but just stick with Black Mesa. I hope you're playing it on easy because it is tough. Only playing on an easy, yeah. Yeah, but even on easy, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I keep running out of ammo, and I'm like, come on, man, it's supposed to be easy. But it yeah. makes 
it it, it makes you what what you forget about is exploration in games and what black mesa does is make you explore the whole of the levels to find all the bits you need yeah like you gotta get explorers you gotta find those health spots yeah and you gotta ammo so there's no doubt about it yeah, it does do that, and a lot of games these days don't do that. You know, they don't make you look for stuff. And I believe if you play it on me on sort of normal or hard mode, a lot of the health packs and the health stations are missing, so it makes it even tougher uh, to survive. I could be doing without that, to be honest. Uh, you know, running around looking for extra health spots. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, I agree. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic. I think you'll love it, and for free, you can't complain, can you? Uh, now, granted, you know they're building on top of Valve's work, but still. well, not really. No, no, no. This this was built from the ground up. The only thing that he has, that he has in common with Valve is the Source engine. Oh, but you know the story and the character yeah. and everything. You know, I mean, no, I'm not talking about actually mechanically built, but in yeah. terms of the story and the setting and all that. Like, but they have but, taken some liberties. They have changed quite a lot as well. They have. So um, it's fun. good. It's, it's good. A, it's a very awesome thing you've given the world. It is, it is. Did you, by the way, how did you find the going across those bloody boxes the first time when you do have to use crouch jump and sprint jump and stuff? But that's so much. I don't even know if I was crouch jumping on those boxes. You mean the ones dangling from the ceiling? Yeah, you have to do a sprint jump, don't you? I did sprint jumps, but have you turned on run always? No. I, that might be useful to you because I think that obviates the need for a lot of sprint jumping because holding down three buttons while you're trying to do something is always tough. But you don't need to walk slowly very often, right? So if you turn, there's an option under the, you know, whatever options that says, you know, always be in running mode or sprint mode or whatever it is. And that's a good thing to have on because then when you're in those moments where you do have to make those crazy jumps, that's one less button to hold down. I guess, but I've now got this image of Gordon Freeman just running everywhere. And every time he comes across a survivor, they're like, are you okay, Gordon? He's like, oh, I haven't got time to waste around. I've got to keep going. See you in a bit. <laughs> Sprinted off into the distance. But I have done that thing of like saving every time I make a jump. I'm like, save, save, save. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, F- F6 it is, isn't it, in this game? F6 is your friend. Unity 2 allows you to set a quick save function. And I put F6 on that too. So I'm just getting in the habit of yeah. not playing anything. F6, F6, F6. And you see, saved come up on screen. Yeah, done. <laughs> okay, the next jump try now. Yeah. Right. Okay. At that point, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to hear how you're getting on with that later on, you know, as you get through it. Uh, but yes, uh, it's time for Vlados this week. Let's have a listen to what she's been up to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> game review. Review. Hello, people. Vlados here. So, Stu, you don't think I'm fucking interesting unless I'm fucking cursing, eh? Well, f you. I'm more than just a potty mouth robot, says sh for your amusement. Asshole. Anyway, this week's fucking indie game is back Xbox. Thank Christ. I hate that PC gaming bullshit with all my. Well, I don't have a heart. But what fucking ever. The game is Johnny Carnage from Milkstone Studios. You remember them, right? They're the fuckers who made zombie football carnage and motor heat and all that shit. Anyway, Johnny Carnage is a 2D platformer action game about this guy who has a big gun and he shoots shit. And there these women frozen in ice or something, and you gotta save them. And shoot the bad guys. That big gun fucks them up. Boom. As with all of Milkstone's games, 
The graphics are clean and the controls are precise. None of your wobbly floating around here. Double jump gets you where you need to go, and you can drop through the floor, so it all moves very f***ing quickly. Check this f***ing game out. It's cheap, it's silly, and it's fun. Johnny Carnage is aiding mother f***ing Microsoft Paul Cindy Games. Blood us out, you sh sucking f***heads. Wow. Thank you, Vladas. Please watch your mouth in the future. This is a family program. Oh, my God. There was a lot of swearing going on there. I was mad. You were complaining she wasn't swearing. She was in a good mood last week, so I guess she was a little mad. I think she must have been, but through all of that, I got the impression she kind of liked it. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So what did you think personally, then? How did you like it, then? I liked it, too. I thought it was pretty fun. And I was actually just about to buy it, and I went to buy it. And guess how many points I have left? Oh, 72. I had 70 points left. Oh, close. And I totally would have bought it, but I was like, I'm not getting up to go buy more points just for this. Sorry, dudes. I like you guys, Milkstone. You make good stuff, but it's, maybe, a, it's a good game. Maybe I will go back and buy it. It's worth buying. I mean, it's worth 80 points. Definitely. I mean, it, it reminded me a bit of Spelunky. Yeah. It's sort of procedurally generated levels because I played it through twice and it was different the second time through. So, you know, you get sort of different levels, different setups, same sort of uh, thing. The enemies are, are, all seem fairly random. Great power-ups. I got a railgun. That was cool. Have you had I, that? I haven't had that. I, I think I ended up with no... I don't think I got any power-ups. Yeah, I got a railgun. That was taking out loads of them in one go. That was cool. So, yeah, really solid game. I think they've done a really good job of this. Great guns, great fighting. Great. Yeah, it's very slick. Uh, grenades are good. So, yeah. No, it worked. It worked. It's uh, a nice one. We've, we've got an, another decent game on the Xbox Indie Games, but I, 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 I have a feeling that these are getting less and less attention somehow. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think Indie Games have always had a hard time of it. Do you think they're getting less attention than they used to get? Yeah, I mean, the the, the amount of reviews per game, you, you know, sometimes a decent one could get up to 50, 60 reviews on it. Now you're talking 10 or 12 if you're lucky. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I just, uh, I think there's been that much dross come through lately, and they, they just seem to be getting less frequent as well. The good ones, you know, it just seems to be a lot of dross on there, and I don't know what they can do. They need, there needs to be some sort of crap game filter, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Record. I hate to be a representative of this PC dark side that I've apparently succumbed to, but Steam's doing this green light thing, you know, yeah, the votes on stuff. I don't think it's old enough to know whether that's a good model, if it's a better way of dealing with it, but that could be something that Xbox might try in the future. Yeah, and they have to pay, I mean, on the green thing, they have to pay $100 to be submitted to it as well. A lot of spam, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, people were doing all sorts of porn games and all sorts of crazy stuff were going on. Fear to entry? That'll, that'll, that'll cut out some of the dross right there. I mean, there is a, you know, the Microsoft... Game studio isn't cheap, is it? How much does it cost to get? I think that's about a hundred dollars. But once you've got it, you can make as many games as you like, I believe. And can you submit them? However, you know, however many you want to. Yeah, I believe so. Mm. Maybe they could drop the price of the software, but then charge every time you want to release a game. I don't know, but the, the, I mean, it's. I think people are trying. I think the thing is, there's a lot of bedroom developers on the Xbox Live indie games. You know, just people like you and me who just got an interest in trying to make something, and unfortunately, a lot of the time they're not that good at it. Yeah, and there's always going to be some people who put in the work, 
And as we've said many times before, having a clear vision or doing something new or making sure the gameplay is really tight. And a lot of people don't have the time or the patience or the energy or the commitment to make sure at least one of those things is really there. And if you don't have one of those things, you're not going to put out a good product. So as, as much credit as I give a lot of the developers for, you know, giving it a try, I, I don't, I don't think you need, you know, most people when they produce something, they don't ask themselves, is this something the world needs? You know what I mean? They've just made it and they're just like, okay, it's out there. Like, I hope everybody likes it. No, but I agree. If you're a creative person, you really ought to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What is the real thing I want to achieve with this thing? Because every great movie, book, song, whatever it is, has a very clear purpose. You know what I mean? And even if it's not necessarily like, I'm going to change the world or whatever, it could just be, I'm going to do this one thing really well. But you have to have that focus because if you don't, you're going to turn out a really mediocre product. End of speech. Yeah, no, I think I think I agree with you. But unfortunately, you know, to a certain extent, some of the people who make these games maybe just haven't got that talent. You know, they yep. just haven't got that creativity to do it. But, you know, I, I admire them for trying, you know, because I couldn't do it. But, you know, I admire them for trying. That's, that's, that's respectable in and of itself. But here's, again, like, I don't necessarily think it's always talent. Some people have the ability to come up with a great idea. And some people are gifted game makers. Like, I'd say that the... The Miller brothers, Rand and Robin Miller, you know, who made Mist and Riven, I think they were just genius to come up with those methods of doing the story. But I think in a lot of cases, it's much more to do with persistence and just like putting in the time and the actual time and effort and not taking the shortcuts and cutting the corners that's so easy to do. And I just wish more people would do that, put in the time rather than, I don't necessarily think it's a, a matter of raw talent always. No, I agree. It's got to be a combination of things, hasn't it, to make it work. But uh, I think you've got to initially have that creativity and that idea that will catch on, don't you? you know, unfortunately. And a lot of the indie games seem to ape other games because even the one we've done this week, as good as it was, does ape a lot of other games, which is fine, you know, and I've no problem with that. And I think it was well enough done to stand out on its own. I think it was kind of good. Um, but yes, talking of games that ape other games or games that are similar to other games, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about The War Z. Um, yeah, this is a zombie game coming soon for the Xbox, is it? No, no, this is PC only. Um, so this is a PC MMO, and but it's slightly different. In the okay. traditional, easy. But. Sort of, but it, this is more of a fully-fledged MMO. Uh, you, there's a one-off, to buy the game, it's just a one-off purchase. Yeah. So you're not, it's not a monthly subscription or anything like that. Um, it's just a one-off purchase. There's no levels in the game, so your characters don't level up or anything like that. So there's none of that. Once you're paid in, you're, you're in the game. Um, they, they're going to make the money mainly from microtransactions within the game to buy equipment, guns, yeah. ammo. So unlike Daisy in this, you can buy stuff. And do you have to buy things? I mean, this is what always makes me nervous about these free-to-play games. Because there was one that came out on the Xbox. is like, free-to-play. But then you had to buy the characters and stuff. And I was like, that's not really free-to-play. Well, this isn't free-to-play at all because you've got to pay to play it. It's $29 as a survivor. That, like, you're not dependent on these microtransactions. No, no. Everything that you can buy in the shop is available in the game if you find it. So you can sort of look for stuff. Um, And like DayZ, you can team up with other players or you can sort of kill them. You know, so you can help each other out or not. Yeah. Um, he's setting the first maps in Colorado. Um, 
And I, and I believe it's going to be about um, something ridiculous, like 400 square kilometers or something ridiculous. And it, it'll support up to 250 players per server. Cool. So yeah, so and it looks kind of good. So if you you can get in now and you get a discount. So if you it releases as alpha, well, it's already released as alpha on the 15th of October, so you'd have to wait now, I guess. Um, but you could get a Pioneer Pass, which gives you $15 of in-game purchases for $29. Uh, three guest passes for two days each, so you can give them to your friends. Yeah. And also, you can you get one month server hosting, so you can host your own private server. Yeah. Um, which allows you to just invite your friends in and just do your own thing within the within the massive map. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, and it doesn't need a lot. It just needs two gigs of RAM and shader model three uh, capable graphics card. That's all you need to run it. Yeah. So it's it's not. It's, it looks all right. It looks. Very Valve-ish. It does look a little bit like that kind of engine, um, but yeah, it looks good. And uh, you know, I think it's an interesting model that they've they've decided on, rather than doing the you know pay ten pound a month for. Well, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, Guild Wars is having a lot of success with that free thing. I think the real test of it will be in two years. How's yeah. that going to? Because Lord of the Rings Online is free to play like two years later, and it's doing okay. Now I don't know if they're making money, but the game is still holding up. So. Mm-hmm. Well, but these are more reliant on like a more traditional video game model, aren't they? You know, buy your game and away you go, sort of thing. And if you want to buy stuff within the game, you can do. Yep, yep. You know, so this is more of a fully... And then they're going to be bringing free updates on a regular basis, so they'll bring in new areas, new maps, all free. You know, you don't have to pay for any of the DLC that'll come. Yeah. Um, and they're all persistent servers as well, so once you're in a server, if you go out and come back in, you know, it's it's carrying on in the background whether you're there or not. So it's worth a look. I think it's, uh, it's showing some promise, really. And uh, depending on how big a download it is, I might be, I might actually give this a whirl. Yeah, I may well do this. So, uh, but then we've got Daisy coming in December in Alpha or Beta, Alpha Beta. So that's coming soon as well. So, and that'll there'll be these two in the competition. I can never remember. But I'm almost sure Daisy came first, and then this came afterwards, or vice versa. I don't know which came first, but they're very similar to each other. So we'll. Uh, We'll wait and see what happens. So that's so that's kind of cool. So um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Really, right, stay tuned, people. We'll let you know. Yeah, yep. Um, talking of Valve, yeah. Next next game apparently is going to be a space MMO. Really? Yeah. Have you not heard about this? I have not heard about it. Do tell. So basically, there's a there's a rumor um, that there's a game coming called Stars of Bartherium or Bar oh. Barathurum. Or something. I don't know. It's got a weird name, Barathurum. I don't know. Okay. Some some weird. I can't pronounce it anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, back in Feb, some concept art purportedly be from Valve's next new game leaked uh, in a video on YouTube, and then more stuff surfaced. Uh, now more landscapes have been found their way into the wild, and rumor says it's a sprawling space MMO. So that's what they're working on. Oh. Um. But obviously they've not confirmed anything uh, as far as I know. Um, but it was put on, is it on, on Face Punch? I don't know what the hell Face Punch is. Face Punch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently the the word in the working title comes from this character in Dota. Oh, so yeah, huh? So it's a character in Dota. That's, yeah. And there's about a dozen more shots uh, on the thread showing some spacescapes, character concepts mostly. They ping Valve to ask the staff is it legitimate uh, or any comment in this out there. So there is an update. Um, and he says, seeing that these visual assets have been on this artist's personal side for some time and he's no longer employed by Valve, it's fair to question whether this project is still active. At any rate, the appearance uh, does not constitute a leak. 
that term implies something coming from the publisher or development team. So there's a lot of uh, uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But that would be cool. Uh, it was kind of funny because one of my stupid suggestions for for a game by a you know a developer was for to Valve to make an open world game. Right, <laughs> so, right. So there you go. I'm, I'm predicting the future without even knowing it. Hey. So yeah, that's that could be kind of cool. Um, yeah, Rockstar. This is a quick one. So for anybody out there who hasn't uh, played Red Dead Redemption, or maybe not played Alain Noir, or maybe not played episodes from Liberty City. Okay, or Midnight Club Los Angeles. They're all coming in one one game, sort of really? as, a, as a yeah, as a compilation. Huh. So there's going to be Red Dead Redemption, L.A. Noir, uh-huh. Grand Theft Auto, Episodes from Liberty City, and Midnight Club Los Angeles Complete Edition. Huh. Um, and it's just going to be standard sixty dollar price. So you've never played any of those games, and we go, no, I can't be bothered. Now might be the time because that is a bad. Well, hang on a second. I need to revise what you said. If you've never played all of those games, then this would be a bargain. If there's just one, you like you never played Midnight Club, maybe just go get that used. Yeah, I would have said right. If if there's say two games within this that you've not played, yeah. it's probably worth having a look. But maybe. you know, there's a, each. Yeah, but there's a guy at work just got a PS3. This would well, be perfect that's for him. Yeah, you know, because he's not played any of these, so it's like, but there you go. All I've those hours and hours and hours of game for very he's little money. A lot of good gaming. Yeah, there's a lot of good, especially Red Dead Redemption. Come on. Oh, that alone, man. Uh, I wish, you know, it's kind of cool because you hear somebody like, I'm going to play this for the first time. You're like, oh, I envy you. This is your first time. Yeah, I'm with you because it's just such a cool game, isn't it? Oh, God, I love that game. Yeah. But yes, anyway, um, yeah, you know, last week we mentioned about um, Kevin Butler being sued by Sony. Yeah. Well, there's been some movement on this. There's been some movement on this because it is a bit bizarre. Uh, and Bridgestone, uh, basically Bridgestone, the tire company, have basically come back and said, well, it's not actually Kevin Butler who's in our advert. It's Jerry Lambert, the actor. So they're saying you can't sue us for having Butler in an advert when it's not him. It's just the actor who's in it. <laughs> so, which well, kind of makes sense, really. It makes sense. Of course you can't sue them. I always thought it was silly that anybody was trying to sue somebody. But, you know, it's still, I mean... I don't know. I don't think they really have a case, but I can sort of understand where they're coming from in terms of this is our, you know, our intellectual property. Yeah. I mean, basically, Bridgestone in response is denied that Sony has any protectable property interest whatsoever in any Kevin Butler. It has also denied the existence of Kevin Butler in its own commercial. Uh, Mr. Lambert is just one of the actors who appears in the commercial as a Bridgestone engineer, the group said. Bridgestone denies that Kevin Butler appears in the Bridgestone commercial discussed herein and thus denies that he speaks or does anything whatsoever in the commercial. (laughs) Kind of makes sense, I guess. So, Watch this space, who knows? There there seems to be a lot of silly lawsuits and God knows what's going on in the gaming industry. Welcome to America. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now then, Duke, do you like to have a sing-song? Do you? I know you like Uh, to rap, but do you like to sing? I don't really sing a lot. Because Sony's, Sony's poised to release a free-to-play SingStar game. What? Yeah. No, nice. Thank you. It's true. Not my thing. Well, apparently it's going to launch this week as a free-to-play game, a growing body of evidence suggests. A karaoke favorite launched across Europe five years ago has been updated with numerous tracks to sing along to. However, it appears that Sony wants to break down the initial price barrier and offer the game as a free PlayStation Network app. 
The company mm. has yet to confirm this, though the official SingStar Twitter account is discussing the matter openly. The theory is that offering the game experience for free will bring more people into the game's online store of songs to buy and download, which makes sense, really, doesn't it? It does. I mean, that's, you know, look, um, what you call it, Rock Band, SingStar, these games, their days are numbered, so it only makes sense that they're going to find some way to do it in a different model because they're not going to get people to buy stuff the way that you would have bought them in the past. It's just not going to happen. So, Yeah, I think from what I can gather, what they'll probably do is give you maybe half a dozen songs for free or something. Yeah. And then, you know, you buy the rest. Which I mean, I've spent over £100 on additional songs for SingStar because we play quite a lot when the weather's rubbish or whatever, you know. Uh, we we like to have a good karaoke sing-along, you know. Get the, yeah. You know, when the family's around at Christmas or for birthdays and stuff, we always break it out and have a good sing yeah, whatever. Uh, so I can see it definitely working that way. I think that should be kind of cool. Um, talking of things being leaked, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about potentially Valve's next game being leaked, but yeah, there's Halo 4 is being played now. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, about a I month. Hope. Just playing some players. Apparently, it's been leaked onto the internet. Although yeah. there's some rumors that it's sort of early disc copies that have been leaked. Huh. So it's either one of two ways. Uh, and anybody who's playing it are being permanently banned uh, from really? Xbox Live. Oh, yeah, they're being very severe about it. They're not They're not messing around. Huh. So uh, if you're one of those people, do something sensible and don't play it online. <laughs> well, not at least until November. Yeah. Because you're just going to get banned. They're going to ban your ass. Yeah, that's just silly. I don't know why you would do that. Because people do. People are crazy, aren't they? They're just like, because they, they want to be the person. And and I think to a certain extent, and this sounds kind of funny as well, but they want their friends seeing that they're playing it. Right. I'm cool because I have this thing before anybody else does. Yeah. No. But that's oh, that's ridiculous. They, they're risking losing their access to Xbox Live just to play a game early. People are crazy. And people I suppose do. the question is, like, how severe is that? How long will it actually be held up as a ban? Because sometimes, though, you know, if you can find a way around it, then it's not a big deal. But I would think I wouldn't want to risk that. I, I like having my Xbox thing. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, you know, uh, EA's sort of thing that every game has to have a multiplayer now. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of games are doing that as well. You know, a lot of other games are following that line because they think that, you know, in every game these days, you know, look at Dishonored has no multiplayer and they, they're brave doing that, you know, but it's still selling, you know what I mean? So if you make a good game, it will still sell copies. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, yeah. Uh, well, Metro Last Light said they were going to add a multiplayer when they did E3, but now it's been cancelled because of the fans' reaction. Really? Yeah, they've gone, well, you know, we're actually not going to do it, and we're going to just make a single player and, and just put as much effort as possible into that. Which so I'm... is that the concern? I was going to ask, like, why would people be mad about a multiplayer? Just don't play it. But people are worried that they're going to take away from the single player if they spend time working on the multiplayer. Well, they only have a small team, don't they, Metro? You know, the yeah. developers, it's not yeah. a great big team of people like the other, you know, EA or Activision or whatever, yeah. so... So they would have to split their resources, and I think this is a wise move. I mean, and I'm, I'm really, this is one game I'm really looking for because I like the first one. I'm really looking oh, forward sure. to playing this. So yeah. I'm glad they've done this. You know, I, I maybe this to... time I won't use all my health <laughs> air filters all at once. God, don't give Duke a game where you have to conserve stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Regenerating everything. I know. Well, yeah. I'm still playing Half Life. And but... and to and to be honest with you, there's no regenerating health in uh, Dishonored either. Well, are there abundant health packs everywhere? 
Not really. There are. I'm, towards yeah. the end of the game, I'm using less because I'm I'm getting. I've I've only got good at the stealth stuff about halfway through, to be honest. Actually, Stuart, yeah. sorry to be that guy, but that's incorrect. Less is for mass nouns. You're using fewer health packs. Yeah, fewer. Yeah, <laughs> I am using. That's an important point I'm making there. I'm only using fewer health packs. Towards like anybody fucking oh, yeah, as, as I'm getting better at the stealthy stuff and not, and not getting into, into as much combat. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, as much as, you know, you can play the game anyway, like, and I'm guessing if you, if you level up all the, the, the more, you know, killing stuff, then you'll be fine as well. But, but the other thing, and I did mention this earlier, if you kill loads of people, there's more rats in the city who attack you, and then you spend a lot of time killing rats. Huh. So it's it's better not to kill loads of people because it just it, and there's more people get infected and then there's more of these creepers around and they're attacking you as well and it just makes the game the more people you kill in the game the harder the game becomes. Right. So it actually although it, it can be played either way it definitely I would have said you know a bit like Deus Ex it, it is actually better played as a stealthy game. Yeah. You know, and only killing when you need to, which is why, well, apart from the end now where I'm not bothered anymore and I just want to kill everyone. I probably won't do that, but you know what? It's all right. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how your this would be a good one to do a spoiler show for. I would have said, yeah, because um, because there's so much stuff going on. I think it will be interesting to do. I that. should send Rage back and then try to get this because I, I I will play. I'll finish Rage at some point. I'm so close to being. I should just finish it. Maybe that's what I'll do on Saturday. I'll just like this. Today's the day I finish Rage. Yeah, finally and forever. Maybe you need to just do that. Yeah. Um, while the woes of Fable the Journey continue. Oh jeez! Yeah. <laughs> now what? Uh, it 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 basically reached number thirty-seven in the UK charts. That's about as high as it got, really. Really. And that really, I'm 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 worried about Lionhead. I'm really worried that they that they're gonna get closed down or they're gonna go under or fold. Well, now that what's his name's gone, that seems like. I wouldn't be too surprised. No, and it's sad because, you know, they've been around for a long time, Lionhead, and it would be really sad if they closed down, but, you know, it, it really hasn't done well. It's got mauled by the critics. Uh, I've still not played the demo. I've got it, but I just haven't got around to giving it a go. But reading the reviews, it does sound really bad. Because yeah. basically, basically, you're just steering a horse, and you have to care for it and sort of brush it down and stuff like that. Yeah. And then in between driving the horse to these action se- sections and then you get back on the horse and start driving again to the next section of action. And Boring! I, yeah, it does sound a bit like that and oh man, and it doesn't work very well and apparently the controls are wonky and it doesn't always detect what you're doing and I, I've, you know, I'm going to be absolutely honest here, they're, go- they're going to have to stop, until they get it sorted out on Connect. I think they're just going to have to stop trying to develop decent games for it because it just doesn't work. You know, I, 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 I've I never been a huge fan of Kinect, so it doesn't really surprise me that a lot of these games are pretty weak. I, I'm not saying you couldn't do cool things with it, but by and large, I think that the motion sensing thing, for right now, they should just let it go. Because I just don't think it's adding much. No, it works. It works for stuff like Dance Central. You know, where it's, it's yes. just picking up big movements or, it, you know, things like the, you know, the Connect Sports work really yeah, well. Yeah, I was thinking, I was going to say the sports, the golf stuff is probably cool. Yeah. But I don't know. But as soon as you need to do anything more accurate than that, it, yeah. it starts to really struggle. And, you know, and that bloody 
whatever it was, that Met game, I can't even remember what it was called. Yeah, now. yeah, I know what you're talking about. That, that was just truly awful. It was just yeah. so many things to try and activate, like trying to push this small button that it won't even see in your finger, and yeah, really, really terrible. But I don't know what the answer is, really. They've got to, they're not really coming up with enough innovation to make it work. Yeah. And yeah. until it gets more accurate, which presumably will come with the next Xbox, it's not going to, I don't think. It's just not accurate yeah. enough. Right. You know, fine for big movements, not much more than that. So, yes. Um, yeah, Notch has been giving us some details on his new game. Have you heard of his new game? I don't think I've heard of his now, new game. I'm guessing this is some sort of weird mathematical symbol, but I don't know, like a pointing upwards little arrow. I don't know what that is. But it's naught times ten little pointy up arrow C. That's what it's called. What, what the what? Why can't people use normal names for games these days? It's called Quick But what happened to like normal like Pac-Man? What was wrong with Pac-Man? But this game is crazy. It looks cool. I mean, graphically, it it is it it has got some similarities to Minecraft. Yeah. But you know, it's still all blockies, you know, and and sort of retro type graphics. But it's it's also a lot better looking as well. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of refined things. There's like proper character models now. Uh, cool sort of space stuff. Uh, and basically, it's like a space simulation game thing. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like right. Just to put th- this is how crazy this game is, right? It's got a 16-bit computer brain in the ship, right? Which you can actually program. Uh huh. So you, it'll, it'll understand basic programming. Interesting. So he says he's trying to design a game so you don't have to know programming, but you can share the code. Okay. Uh, said Notch in an interview PC. If you have a friend who's made this really awesome docking algorithm, you can put it on a floppy disk within the and game and put that into your computer. And who doesn't have friends who have really cool docking algorithms? Exactly. <laughs> That's interesting. I'll certainly agree that it's interesting. I think it's cool, but this, to me, right, this is a game definitely made for nerds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Totally. You know what I mean? Like people who do leet and stuff like this. Yeah, this is yeah, the game yeah. for them. Right, right. And I'm I'm not <sighs> gonna, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna be good. And and he's and I love his re- he says his goal is to make it feel a bit like Firefly, which I love that show. So if he makes a game that feels like that, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So he says you can try and land on a planet, but if you mess up and instead of having the ship just explode like it would in real life, the landing gear gets broken. Then you have to right. try and fix that by finding resources on the planet. Instead of the adventure being flying from here to here, it's like I set a destination. Oh, God, I hit a small asteroid and a cloaking device broke on the ship. Now I have to fix it. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that a gravity generator crashes and you accelerate. You kind of get pushed backwards. If you get hit by something, everything can go bonk. You have wires that you have to attach parts to and kind of hang down so you can see the effects of gravity and inertia and how the wires hang. It it does sound cool, but it's got to be proper sort of hardcore nerdism. Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's, you know what, that's okay. Like, you know, some sim games, they're nerdy, but I can see the appeal. Like, FTL is one of those ones that I don't think I'd really get into very much, but I can see why people do, you know what I mean? So if this is something that's like that, and I mean, even to be fair, I think to an extent, 
Minecraft was like that. For me, I never really got into it, but I saw y'all doing great things with it, so more power to you. Yeah. I mean, the last thing he, he said though, I thought was kind of funny where he said, um, he said he'll only add multiplayer as soon as it's fun. And right now, it's not multiplayer at all. I'm just trying to figure out how to uh, how the actual mechanics for it work. He explained yeah. nothing. The game, nothing in the game is fun right now. I need to figure out what is actually a fun game mechanic in all of this stuff I've done. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so he's he's still working on it to make it fun, but it sounds cool. I've got to say. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait. But I'm 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 interested in this because I, I think he does some really cool and crazy stuff, and he's he's a, he he is a very creative person, isn't he? So oh yeah, sure. So I'll be and, you know, I mean, yeah, I think he changed some stuff with Minecraft, so I think he has the ability to do that again. But I don't know that we should always count on him being able to do that with every game. No, because some people sometimes only ever have one great idea, don't they? That's you, true. You know, you just never know what's good. And that doesn't mean other stuff they make isn't good, but it may not be as amazing. Yeah. So whatever. We'll see. Uh, final thing I'm just going to talk about. This this is an interesting story, and I think you may have an opinion on this. Ooh, I have an opinion about everything. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, there's a company called T5 Labs. Okay, have you heard of T5 Labs? I don't think so. I think well, you're going to tell me. Well, basically, they did some patents for cloud gaming and stuff okay. like that. And they were pursuing a legal sort of case with OnLive. Yeah. Okay, to sort of try and get some compensation or get them to pay them for using the... Uh, patents, whatever they may have been, okay, right. and then suddenly, suddenly, on live go down the tubes, and suddenly they're no longer suing on live; they're now suing Gaikai. Huh? That's sketchy, isn't it? Just that sounds really sketchy, dude. I don't like that. That's because that's that thing about like, oh, you know, whoever has deep pockets, we'll go after them. Yeah. And especially it's not like they suddenly went like, oh, no, you know what? I think they're really the ones who went on our, you know, went after our thing. I yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting that this has suddenly happened since OnLive has gone down and Gaikai were bought by Sony. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they're yeah. kind of funny. Um, I don't like, I don't like stuff like this. Yeah, know. it feels desperate. It feels like, you know. Especially because the article says T5 Labs does not explain why it shifted its focus from online. Yeah, so there's not even they haven't even tried to justify it. That's the thing is, if you have a real reason, let's hear it. Like I'll hear you out. I don't. And, want also, and also, the question you'd have to be asking is, was it because they felt they, you know they felt they were both infringing, but online was the more well known of the two, so they potentially were more likely to win a case against online than they were Gaikai, who probably didn't have as much money at that point. But now Gaikai is owned by Sony, which has lots of money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I find it kind of sad. Yep. I find it kind of sad that it's this stuff goes on, but uh, but this this seems to be the way of it, though. I mean, it's just like we just said, you know, regarding Sony suing Kevin Butler and not Kevin Butler and whatever his name is, Jerry yeah. Lambert or whatever his real name is, and it just seems to be like any excuse to sue somebody for something. Well, yeah. You know, it's just like. You know, let him get on with it. For God's especially sake. if you, well, I mean, you know, if you feel slighted, okay, you're gonna try to get some payback or whatever it is. But if you can't get it from the person that actually owes you, and I don't know that I necessarily agree that somebody owes this person, but assuming that that is the case, you can't just go running around. Oh, I think I'm gonna sue this person now. That doesn't even make sense because then that even undermines your own point about you know having a real case against someone. Oh yeah, no, I agree. 
I agree. It does. It does feel like that. Just, just. I was just about to do emails, and I've noticed that Seth McNitt, as uh, on as he does every week now, sends us an email. Sent just, it right in the wire. Just as we're recording, so I'll he move that into me showing. Now. I know. I know. What are you gonna do? Not read it? Am I not? I might just go. Oh, you know, that would I'm, be harsh. You know what? I'm you gotta not. give us more advance notice. Yeah. No. I, I don't know about stuff like that. And I've got a private message, actually. I'll read that out. I wonder, shall I read it out? Let's see what my private... I've just seen a private message. You might want to read it before you read it out. Shall yes. I, yeah, in case it's something personal, let's have a look. Ooh. Oh, it's from Jason. Arr. Arr. Right, let's have a look. I don't think there's anything sort of uh, in here. But we'll, no, we'll be hearing from him anyway. But anyway, he says, if you don't watch this, you are a wimp. Oh, That's snap. what he sent me. I know, yeah. Uh, just kidding, everyone knows that you can do the Big Daddy Splash and Crush Us All punk-ass podcast review a stew a wimp, I don't think so. That's nice of him, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, please watch if you can from the six-minute mark on. The developers walk you through how to set up a contract challenge for your friends, and it's brilliant. Ah, uh, oh, I see what this is. Uh, this is this is presumably Hitman. Uh, uh, he sets up a contract playing through with his friend, then tries to kill the contacts, uh, contracts that was just set up, kind of like Tiger Woods Challenge. I know you aren't into stealth, but Dishonored and Hitman are going to knock it in the park. Give it a chance, Stu. And Mark of the Ninja, too. Yeah, I need to still play Mark of the Ninja. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if Hitman's anywhere as near as much fun as Dishonored, I might be interested. Because I'm liking the stealth in Dishonored, and that's what I'm liking doing. So, yeah. Yeah. so there you go. So, yeah, there you go, Jason. Look, you're going to get an email and your private message sent out there. Yeah. You see what yeah. I did? But, yeah, it is our time. Let's do some emails. Let's do it. Let's do some emails. Uh, email. Whoa, that ruled. Okay, first one is from Hugh O'Donnell, uh, who we met at Eurogamer. Yeah, I met him. This is the guy who was in Austria who came oh, over yeah. on the plane, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, he says, uh, free Mass Effect 3 pass. So he says, hi, guys, it's Hugh, who uh, finally managed to catch up with you at the Eurogamer Expo on Sunday. I was surprised I managed it as I have never used Twitter until that very day because we were tweeting, we're here, we're here, we're here. He's like, where are you? We're over here. And uh, we we did a lot of back and forth and eventually we we found him. Uh, Anyway, since I was back in the UK for that week, I was trading in my games and realized I had Mass Effect 3 online pass that I'd never used. I offered it to you on the forums, but there were no takers yet. I got a private message from Justin a writer who said I should give it to you guys and you could offer it as a small prize on the podcast. It was really great to meet up with you all and put a face to names. Expo was really enjoyable too, and I'm definitely going next year. All the best, Hugh. So, uh, oh, I mean, I can't, I can't quite see. Oh, wait a minute. Shall I, shall I just, shall I do what I did last week? Can we just read it out? Last week, do it. Yeah, and we got someone, so we'll mention those. I'll mean, well, get to... people to download the show immediately. Yeah, I need to just open it because it's at the moment it's a very small picture. Just so here we go. Right, here we go. Is everybody got the pens out the ready? So if you want a Mass Effect three online code, here is the number, and the just just uh, just send us a message to let us know you got it, so we know we went to and it it got a good home. Anyway, here we go. It's H or H H. P nine P H B nine H M four nine eight. So that's H P nine P H B N H M four nine eight. 
So there you go. So if you want Mass Effect 3 online pass, there you go. There you go. Easy as that. Go. You're welcome. Don't say we never did nothing for you. That's it. So thank you very much for that. Moving on, we have one from Gary. Leave it now. We need to get a soundbite ready for this because it's a confession. Uh-oh. We have a confession. <gasps> a confession? These are coming in all the time now. You kid, I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. Thing, 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 thing. Everything. Okay, I'll talk. So he says this. He says, hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Well, no chinny, as you've noticed. Yeah. He's not here. Whatever. Lazy ass doing whatever he's doing. Anyway, uh, actually, he might not be, but that's what I'm saying anyway. So anyway, he says, listening to Chinny's story about knocking over his Xbox and putting a ring in the disc reminds me of something I did and got away with profit. Ooh. I know. Question mark. Profit. So the year was 2010. And I just got my brand new copy of Halo Reach, the special console edition. So I go home and start to play with my friends. As we get into the loading screen to start our very first game, I stand up to go get a drink. And to my surprise, I knock over the stand with my Xbox on it. The box fell about a foot, hit the ground, and all I heard was an ear-splitting noise coming from my beloved Xbox. (laughs) And at that moment, I knew what horrors awaited me. I opened the Xbox up to find that a gigantic ring went through all the way around the disc. Oh, no. As my eyes began to water up and I fell to my knees, cursing to the heavens, I was struck with an amazing idea. I could not return my copy since it came in the console bundle, so instead, I went to my cousin who had just bought the very same game, and he had bought his copy from Kmart at the $60 price of the normal game. So we headed into the store with my scratched copy in the box he purchased the game in, went up to the counter, asked if we could trade in the one copy of the game for another one, because for some reason the one he purchased didn't work. The some em- reason. Yeah, the employee who had obviously uh, knew nothing about games looked over the disc and agreed something was wrong with the disc, showing us a huge ring as we gawked in disbelief. What are you Ask- talking about? What ring? I don't know what you're talking about. Asking how that could have got there. And after our charade, he agreed to let it be traded in. As, oh, the empl- as the employee rung up the exchange, he realized that there was now a special on the Halo Reach for $20 off the game. Oh, no. And offered to give my cousin the now lowered price one. When oh. my cousin and I heard that he would give us $20 in exchange for a broken game, we both <laughs> shat ourselves. Oh, man, that's horrible. <laughs> Out of the excitement. So we left with my very new copy of Halo, and he left $20 richer for scamming a store. And now, when I look back on that, I do kind of feel guilty. But hey, I got to play my Halo, so I was happy as could be. Am I wrong for doing such a horrible deed? So what Man, they think? best renamed that shit to Galo. That's. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Like, it's one. Look, I I don't approve of what Chinny did in terms of like scamming the place and you know getting a thing. But but you know what? Here's but but here's what I think. Those stores. Uh, they 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 do so much that benefits them that doesn't benefit us. You know what I mean? The the game is kind of the house always wins. Like it, the game is kind of skewed in their favor. So I don't really mind too much if somebody once in a while kind of you know defrauds a GameStop or whatever it is. Like I wouldn't do that at my local you know the communist game shop because I think they're cool people and I want to support them and I don't want to take advantage of them. Uh, but GameStop's a little different. But to then take them for another twenty dollars that's just horrible. 
You should have bought something yeah. else on the yeah. spot to show that you appreciate their generosity. Yeah, that's not good. To be honest with you, though, it's, you know, it as bad as that is, as bad as that is, it's not as, I'm sure it was Bongo, wasn't it, who used to take a cartridge in and stick it in the back of the Commodore 64 and copy the games they were trying out in the shop without the shopkeeper knowing. Yeah, uh-huh. that, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. So he was copying onto this disc thing that he's sticking yeah. the back of it. I'm sure it was him. I could be wrong. So if it is, if, it, if I am wrong, I, I do apologize. Uh, um, I apologize too. If yeah, wrong. <laughs> if I am wrong, but yeah, no, I've got, I, I, I can't approve of this. I have to say, I no. do, I can't approve. You're a bad person. No, you're not a bad person. But it is pretty bad. It's a it bad is. thing that you did. It is. A, it is a pretty bad thing. So I can't. I personally can't give forgiveness uh, for this terrible. Well, here, here's what you should do. You should either uh, go back to that shop if you can, or go to uh, another shop and spend twenty dollars on stuff that you don't really want very badly in order to give that money back into the universe yeah actually i yeah so i yeah i agree that's a good one so yeah go so the next game you buy you have to buy from that store that's what i think exactly because that way you'll make it right with the universe you'll refit your karmic balance yeah and then i can forgive you then i think i think that's your penance you've got to and that's not a terrible thing to have to do is it no so he just needs to go to kmart and buy his next game from there yeah because they're uh, going bankrupt anyway, so they need your help. Yeah, exactly. So you'd be helping them at the same... Well, well they're going bankrupt because people like him keep going taking... Exactly! <laughs> the same reason on live went bankrupt. Well, we'll, uh, we'll not talk about that, anyway. That was you! What? What do you mean? What? <laughs> anyway, he says... Live. Josh, Josh, we need to move on. <laughs> anyway, he says, yeah. love listening to the show every week. You guys keep it fun and lively all the time. Keep Woo, up fun and lively. We try, we try. Yeah, I don't so, try. Thank you for that. You know, weirdly, Duke, and, and people are probably going to hear this, when we were talking earlier, every time I spoke, you sort of cut out, but that seems to have sorted itself out, so it was a bit Yeah, awful. sorted itself out! I was being too quiet. I'm often accused of being too quiet, I think. Yeah, yeah, who knows? And that probably also was the week that I had uh, the, what's it, I was on the Mac, rather. No, no, earlier tonight it was cutting out a bit. When oh, it was, really? Yeah, uh-huh. so when I spoke and you spoke, it was cutting you out completely. Yeah, well, that's, don't do that. Well, I try not to, but I know I don't think it's anything you're doing or not doing. I think it's just yeah. the way stuff happens. Sometimes. Yeah, but you sound fine now, anyway. So yeah, yeah I sound fine. Uh, anyway, next one's from Fumu Fraser Moors from the Transatlantic <laughs> Rants, and he just says email. Oh yeah. So he says hello, guys. Hope is all well. Uh, not sure I missed it in the last podcast, but was surprised there was no more discussion on the crash and burn of Resident Evil Six. At the time of writing, it has 76% on Metacritic, but the user ratings are 1 out of 10. I always like a car crash, so I was wondering what other gaming series need to take a nosedive. Also, can I put a shout-out for the MMO World of Tanks? Well, you see, we, you see, had he been a long-time listener, we covered this from Eurogamer last year, and Chini was killing all his own team. Uh, yeah, we we helped make that game what it is today. No, we didn't. Yeah. But it is the biggest free-to-play MMO in the world at the moment, I believe. So yes. there you go. World of Tanks. Anyway, it says, free-to-play and great fun. Cheers, Fumu. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 6. I did think of, you know, renting this out. It was there when I was getting Dishonored. I'm like, no, I'm going to get Dishonored. I'm like, wow, yeah. What are you bag of shit. Dishonored? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of sad about it, really. Because, to be fair, Resident though, Evil I... 6? Yeah, I'm sad about it. You know, because I mean, it's... You know, long time, you know, Capcom titles and yeah, but 
it is kind of sad. I mean, I, I only started playing Resident Evil from 4 onwards, so I haven't played any of the earlier games. So I've never played any of the other Resident Evil games. So yeah. I played 4, like, really liked 4, played 5, really liked that. You know, was a bit unsure about that until I played it in co-op and really enjoyed it. Yeah. And 6, I have no desire whatsoever to play this game. Oh, me neither. You played yeah. the, play the demo. I did, I did play the demo, and I, I was yeah. just, it was just so ridiculous. It was almost, it was just too ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's, and it, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I didn't play five, so I don't really know how it compares to that, but I feel like it's just, I don't know, kind of more of the same, isn't it? Yeah, I just, I honestly feel like Capcom are just really struggling at the moment. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. They need to, I don't know what they need to do, but they need to do something because, you know, I mean, I mean, weirdly, Capcom used to be, you know, one of the biggest developers out there, didn't they? But for whatever reason, that I don't know, they just can't seem to make a, a really great game at the moment. They just seem to be struggling with everything. Well, what have they done recently? Well, they did. Obviously, they've done this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think what else they've done recently. They've done quite a few. Yeah. I mean, they've done a lot of games, no doubt. I'm just... You know, well, I don't know. I mean, they did the Dead Rising thing. That didn't work out too well, the new one, didn't they? You know what I mean? And Yeah. The, the original Dead Rising was kind of cool, and then they sort of did this, the new one, Dead Rising. Azura's Wrath, that was Capcom. Oh, yeah, I like that. No, that uh, was good. And I'll take it all back. Dead Rising 2, that wasn't so great. Devil May Cry, that might work. The new DMC. Yeah, that's not... Uh, that's been, that was That's been published by them, isn't it? But it's being made by... Uh-huh. You see, they've, they've given out a lot of... I think what they've tried to do is right, but I just don't yeah. think they've picked the right developers because what they've tried to do is use a lot of more Western developers to develop the games rather than right, developing right. them in Japan. Lost but, Planet 2. Yeah, exactly. Don't let John hear you talking that stuff. Lost Planet, Lost Planet 3 is coming out. It's too. coming out. Street Fighter. I mean, you know, they've tried to just sort of milk these franchises forever. Yeah, I guess. Azura's Wrath's like the only new title they've had in a long time, isn't it? I mean, Dead Rising was the last one, wasn't it? Dark Void. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, they keep. I mean, interestingly though, they keep going on to doing stuff. You know, they're always doing stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like I don't know that they're not, they're just sort of lost away a bit. I mean, they just keep bringing out. Different versions of Street Fighter that keeps on coming. Yep. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, and those so they, they seem to be stuck. The Japanese stuff seems to be stuck in a bit of a rut. Yeah, and then the other stuff they're making, they just seem to be you know farming out to Western developers to do. Right, and I still feel like they're just not um, getting there. Really, you know, they're not making anything out of these, you know, these games. And there's a lot of sequels to other stuff they've made. You know, there's no. I mean, Azura's Wrath was a new IP, and I like that. And it felt good that they were making something that was felt different. I mean, it it, it was hard to call it a game right, because because right. there was a lot of sort of cutscenes, and the, even the game part of it was different. You know what I mean? But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. DMC's got a chance, I think, to, to sort of. Yeah. Uh, and Remember Me, that looks kind of good. Remember mm. Me, which is the, the sort of, the one where you have to get into people's brains and alter the memories and things in the dreams. Yeah. So that looks kind of cool. But I think, I think they're struggling. I do feel like they're struggling at the moment to, to sort of make something work. So, mm, we'll see. We'll see what. Mm. But yeah, remember me and DMC are the probably two to look out for, and just for John, Lost Planet Three. We'll we'll say it and leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Mm. Yeah, so, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. So thank you for that. But yeah, Resident Evil thank 6 you. sounds like it's a big pile of poo. Uh, to be honest, and I've, I've really no interest in in actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh... Uh, then he sent us a further email saying, "Indie said meant to ask him our last video if anyone had checked out Comedy Night on the Xbox Live Indie Games, which I did actually quite a while back. Uh, not a game per se, but an interesting distraction. So basically, I don't, do you know what this is? Comedy Night. Do you, do you know what it is? I don't. So basically, it's an indie game, which isn't a game. It's it's so you you can basically your avatar appears on a stage. And yeah. you can either be the audience or the party, and you can basically do stand-up comic stuff using your Xbox Live headset. Huh. So you I can become, so your avatar does the co- the comedian, you know, you speak and your avatar, you know, does the stuff on the screen, and people can either give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down or throw tomatoes at you or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think you're going to end up with a lot of really stupid comedians not telling funny jokes. Oh yeah, and he says not a game per se, but an interesting distraction for the eighty points it costs. Uh, I made it back when I caught the absolute roasting of a young kid trying to do stand-up. Execution oh. is rather poor, but the idea is tremendous. <laughs> I suppose, but I don't know. What's the difference between that and like just putting your comedy on YouTube? I, don't I know, think there's it's... something about comedy that really needs a room. You know what I mean? Like It has to be something more intimate. I don't know that this would work really well for that. Yeah, let's get a room. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we next one's from uh, Rob Mick. Now this, I've got to say, is a bit of a, a big one. So here we go. I'll take a deep breath. Here we go. It's nearly Jason Gollaher territory for Len. Oh, jeez. It's a rather long one. Uh, and he just calls it email again. We've got a second one. Sorry. Email. Email. And he says, hi, folks. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, just wanted to add my thoughts. Your Wii U discussions also applies to next-gen consoles in general, really. I should add that I'm always about three podcasts behind the latest, so if you've talked about something I mentioned already, sorry. Uh, It's all right, no worries. Jeez. Why is it? So we'll only hear this in three weeks' time. Yeah. Why is there so much clamor for the next generation of console when the previous ones have such a vast array of media available for them? I would much rather buy a PS3 if I ran out of Xbox games to play, as there are probably 50-odd titles that would be worth playing for the next five years or so. Now... He's, he's right, and he's saying that, you know, you have to play your games 24-7 to finish everyone. That's worth playing. And with new games like Skyrim, I haven't played them yet. Uh, providing people with 50-plus, 100-plus, 500-plus hours of gameplay, why do we need new shiny consoles? The graphics and playability are hitting levels that are incredible, and that is just using existing... Right, I agree with all of that. I do. I do. Right. But I, I, I'm so sick of loading screens. You know, yeah. the one thing I would like to see eliminated with new consoles when they've got extra RAM and memory. For instance, right, if you play Witcher 2 on the on the PC, there are no loading screens anywhere. It's, it's a completely seamless world. You can go from one area to the next. We've never seen a loading screen ever. Yeah. And that makes, when you, especially in story-driven games, that makes such a big difference when you're not taken out of it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's even, true. I yeah, hear you. As great as Dishonored is, Every time there's a loading screen, and they're not they're not massive, and they're not that often. But every time and and every time there is one, I'm just like, oh god, we've got to wait now. Yeah, it's annoying. I, but here's the thing: I, I don't know. I mean, that will that will be nice to have that ease back, but it will only be for a while. You know, that will only be for a while because as they pack more and more into the new games, it'll just start happening again. Possibly. And the the other thing I'd like to see improved is AI, really. And yeah, we've seen a glimpse of this in The Last of Us. Uh, yeah. 
you know, AI reacted in realistic ways. You know, not just doing canned animations yeah, yeah, and canned bits of dialogue because they haven't yeah. got the processing power. But right. on the flip side of that, I think it would still have to be based on algorithms because obviously they haven't got the time and effort to put into every AI character you might come across in the game. Oh, sure. But if we see more stuff like The Last of Us is doing where the, they are reacting in very realistic ways to stuff that happens in the game in a very contextual manner, then definitely I want to see more stuff like that. And I think having that extra power will allow you know developers to do that. Yeah. So those are the two things I'd like to see out of the new consoles, really, is, is the elimination of loading screens and, um, and, and better AI characters that, yeah. that react in realistic ways to situations. So, That's fine. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, the interview with the creators of the new Halo talk about how consoles can still offer so much more. Why do we need to make new ones? Well, I, I guess I've just outlined why I think we need new ones. Yeah, uh, And also, the other thing that, that you've got to sort of think about, at the moment, we've got so many sequels coming out to, to get, yeah. because most developers don't want to be risking new IPs at the end of a, a console cycle. So until the new ones hit, we won't get any new stuff. And I'm not disagreeing that there's so many other games to play, but, you know, as you know, I like new shiny games and new new ideas and interesting stuff. So we're not really going to see that until the new consoles hit, really. Because yeah. Halo's up to number four, as we know. It is. Um, so why do we need ones? Has it become more about bragging rights or of owning a new console straight away rather than what it can actually offer people? So unless there is something truly groundbreaking to offer, I suppose the Wii U is trying to, to an extent, not really. I mean, I don't think the Wii U is that groundbreaking, to be honest. Oh, I think they've come really. up with a, a gimmick, but whether the, anyone can develop that further is it remains to be seen. Oh. It remains uh, to be but you know what? I think that's true about Connect. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I can't. I cannot sort of dispute your point because I know from personal experience of having one. I can't remember the last time I used it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what is the point of releasing a new console? This is made especially true by the sheer length of time in between the release of the PS1 to the PS2 to the PS3, all six year gaps, and now six years on the latest PS is coming soon. Uh, well, they're saying ten, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, is this just a schedule kept by the console makers to keep themselves busy or just a different way of taking money from our wallets? The Xbox is the same-ish. I think is this just a scam pretty much? Well, I, I mean, to release a new console takes a lot of money and investment to do that. So they're not, they're not doing this just to throw away money or to scam us out of money. And I truly believe what, what you've got to understand is the Xbox now is, what is it, six years old, seven years old now? Yeah, yeah. Coming up to that 2005, it released, didn't it? So it's coming up to, to seven years old. That that tech, it, it, it astounds me now what they're capable of pushing that console to do. It, it yeah, still astounds gosh. me every day. Because yeah. when I think how old the tech is that compared to a modern PC now, it's it's years out of date. You know, that's it's a long, it's just old. Yeah. Um, and I think if they're going to push the barriers anymore, we are getting to the point of sort of the ceiling point really now with what they can do. Yeah, uh, and until until they get that extra power under the hood, we're not going to see the likes of of sort of what can can be done really. And I think... It's not just about graphics. We've talked about this a lot. You know, it, it, you know, it used to be back in the day. I mean, when I used to buy games when I was a teenager, I used to look. The first thing I would do is look on the back of the box and what did it look like. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't bothered whether it was. Back in the days when I was young. I wasn't bothered whether it was rock hard to play or, or whether the mechanics were broken. All I cared about but was see, how good it looked. Right, and I think that's one of the things that's different about games today is that 
most, especially AAA titles, they're going to look very similar. You know what I mean? A game's not going to be able to sell itself unless it's really like above and beyond everything that we've ever seen before. Most of the games are going to look very similar to other games we've seen. So I don't know. I, I think that's hard. That's hard for gamers or for game developers to differentiate themselves based on the way their game looks. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I like, I do like games to look good, but I like games to look good in context of what's going on. I'm not, I do like nice graphics, but then I like Minecraft and I like the unfinished swan and I like, I, I, I'm more into the art style of games than the actual graphics. I like games to be, you know, have a really unique art style and, and something cool going on. And that's what really engages me along with the story and mechanics and everything else. You know, it's mainly story and art style for me that really, that pulls me in. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll see. So complete change of topic. I love games, but just don't get enough time to play them. You and me both, we're all in that position, aren't we? Yeah, really. Yeah, I've recently finished Fallout 3, Blue Dragon, Halo 3 ODST, and I'm now playing Far Cry 2. Ooh. Yeah, Tom Bissell loves that game, so does you. Oh, yeah. Um, I have Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Ninja Gaiden 2 left in my collection to play. The question here is, what would you guys recommend as your next three games to play? Um... I have an Xbox 360 only, by the way. I have been tempted by Red Dead Redemption, Fallout New Vegas, Halo Wars, Halo Reach, Skyrim, uh, but I am sure there are loads of others I haven't even thought of uh, that are well worth a try. The great bonus is that all of these games are dirt cheap as I am so far behind the times. So what do you think? Should I say uh, give my top three titles each and force Duke not to say Skyrim? Um, Skyrim. Skyrim. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it depends on what you want. Like, are you in the mood? Because sometimes I'm not in the mood for an RPG. Not very often. I'm usually in the mood for an RPG. But sometimes I want to play a shooter, right? So if you want a good, I mean, you know, if you want a good third-person shooter, I would say definitely Red Dead Redemption. First-person shooter, uh, one Halo, the only one on that list. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, they love free ODST. And, you know, oh, uh, right. New Vegas is sort of a first-person shooter, but it's also a role-playing game. So there's that. Skyrim, of course, is the best RPG available right now in the world. Yeah. Um, uh, it depends he on said you want. not to say Skyrim. You've, you've done it now. I know. What does he think I'm going to say? He said that because he knew I was going to say it, and I said it anyway. I don't care what people tell me to say. I say what I want. Uh, but I can wholeheartedly agree with Red Dead Redemption. Definitely, definitely yeah. a great game. Uh, and, and look, right. As much as Duke takes a piss out of me, right? I can, I can wholeheartedly, if you want something completely different, I can wholeheartedly recommend Catherine. Oh, um, some, and, and Deadly Premonition which are two of my favourite games which are, uh, if you can accept them for what they are and that they're going to be a bit weird and the mechanics are a bit broken they certainly are a bit weird they're, they're, they're just unique games that you'll never play again you know there's nothing quite like them out there so they're definitely and Binary Domain's worth a look as a third person action game that's kind of fun to play if you just want yeah. some throwaway fun yeah um, so there you go that's that's what I would recommend mine are you know weird and and daft and, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what else you could you know there's plenty of uh, xbox live arcade titles to to look around you know to sort of uh look at this uh ilo milo that's kind of cool if you want something completely different little puzzle game yeah um and what else is there on the uh there's quite a few things anyway isn't there so have a look but my my thing is sort of stuff that's different and unique so that's yeah. what i like looking out for uh, last thing, bit of a dig, really. Stu, you said you read out all the emails in full, even when they are a bit weird. But on one of the last podcasts, I listened to you miss some for someone's first paragraph, even though they had put a point that was right. 
I think you should have read it out, and then probably loads of others are intensely curious as to what it actually said. Uh, that's mm. all, as always. Love the podcast. Keep them bad boys coming. So, yeah, thank yeah. you for that. Uh, the reason the reason we didn't read it out, well, it was about something that had been said in the previous week's show that was offensive, and they were calling someone out for doing it, and we just didn't think it was appropriate, really. We ain't trying to keep that beef moving. Yeah, we agreed with it. We agreed with it, but we couldn't really read it out. Uh, and he says, by the way, P.S. Best hexagon score when I wrote this was 38 seconds, if anyone still cares. So, uh, yeah, you're a long way off Millie, unfortunately, with that. But uh, keep, keep going. It, keep going. Just got to keep practicing on that. Uh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Big deep breath here. Big uh, deep. And a little bit of sadness. Uh, if, if, if what he's saying is, is, is true here, right, uh, I need to have words with him, really. Oh, yeah? But this is from Jason. And he says, Dear DSE Assessor. So he says, uh, Small email here. I'm the cat with the bass and drum going around like bomb, bomb, bomb. <laughs> now I gotta go find that. <laughs> I know, it's a good song. Uh, anyway, he says, Whoop, 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 whoop. I like to spice things up, you know. I used to be the sneaky mild salsa on the taco that actually had you running to the toilets on date night. Never fear. I'm giving up my shit emails to the show. That's right. But I'm not going to go out without a bang. I put a full cup of hot peppers on my enchiladas tonight. I'm not going cold turkey, though. I'll still email the show, but this is my last poop-filled email. As next (gasps) year, I will be the daddy's age and plain and simple. It's just time to grow up. You know, I'll be sad. I'm the cat with the bass and drum going around like bum, bum, bum. I'll be kind of sad if he does it, because I like his emails. I think they're funny. Well, you know, Stu, that makes one of us. Oh, whatever. I mean, uh, I like his emails, but I don't love that part of them. So I actually applaud this move. Oh, leave him alone. I like him. Anyway. <laughs> nice, boring, short video game emails from now on. I admit it, my emails weren't even funny. I think they're funny. I like them. Stu reading them out is what was being funny. Yeah, it's true. I, but mean, alas- I think his emails are good. I like his emails. Part of it is just like, come on, dude. Really? But alas, my poo talk must bid you a fond farewell. Be hey. quiet, Duke. <laughs> hey, I will not be quiet, and I will talk about Skyrim. I can do it. I gave up on Vlados. She's just a name crossed out, a wasted memory. I made my email somewhat shorter, although I did pull a fast one last show. Sorry, but damn, I was the shit. Oh, Remember shit. that time I almost made Duke bath when I told you a story about the girl with the lizard tongue making me throw up in my mouth? Yes. That's why I continue to email the show, to make Duke oh. bath with hey, two well, stories from my life. There you guys you. are awesome, and we all appreciate what you do every week. That is a hell of a lot of dedication. It's like reading these emails is a lot of dedication, I'll tell you nothing. No, I've got to tell you, Stu, I had no idea you were a display shit equipment assessor. I wish I had known that before now. Every time I play my DS on the pot, my legs and rear end go very numb. I've been needing someone to assess my needs for some time now. Should I purchase a better seat? Well, actually, do you know what? If you if you go on these weird Japanese websites, they sell those like heated seats with built-in stereos and washes your bum when yeah, you... Yeah, they do. You know, that kind of crazy stuff. You need one of those. Um, should I ease my old body into it gracefully? Will good posture help? Also, if I sit up straight with my feet about rocking back and forth, will that speed things up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's good that you're getting out of your system now, dude. You're not having a baby, you know. You're doing a a poop. clever double entendre, getting it out of your system. That's it. Because that refers to both getting these jokes out of 
I know. I see. I get it. Poop out of your body. I get it. Uh, These these displacement issues have been all over the place. NPR's recent article suggested I squat on a stool instead. I don't believe that was actually on NPR, was it? (laughs) Not that stool. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but I really doubt they did poop stories. Please welcome to all things pooped. Please don't mention the stick again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he damages himself last time, didn't he, doing that? <laughs> yeah. Look, I thought it was good advice. Uh, please assess this mess. Diapers are out of the question. Too expensive. Uh, ta-ta for now, but gentlemen, the American election is soon upon us. My vote is going to surface Lizard, whether he has gained citizenship or not. The man is a legend around these parts. Interior crocodile alligator. Hey, Chinny. Stu, stroke it to the west. Jason, <laughs> future didactic syncast, future didactic syncast robot excrement coming up to you. 3D ASAE. No, I'm joking, go. Duke. I'm joking. Cheers, Jason. Cheers, Jason. Oh, we've got to start emailing your show with the shit stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And drum, boom, 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 like boom, boom, boom. What's moving? I'm moving. I like your style of whomping. I like your style of whomping. Are you getting? Are you getting into that now? I don't know. There's, it's catchy. I'm not going to deny that it's catchy. Well, it's I don't know if I can say it's a good song, but Flatter. They were playing. The, her voice is kind of annoying. Like, they were playing, I wish she'd have more confidence. They were playing Gundam style at the bloody uh, roller rink on whatever day yeah. it was. Uh, well, of course they're going to. They're going to play whatever's popular, isn't it? Yeah, that's getting played a lot. Anyway, uh, final email from Seth McNick. Luckily, a short one. I haven't reviewed it, but it is a short one. Thank you uh, for making it in on time. <laughs> and I've just read something at the bottom that's just made me chuckle. Uh, he says, "Let the happy wars begin." So I've, I've downloaded this actually. Yeah, it's out. Oh, yeah. Happy, you know the free-to-play MMO thing on Xbox Live. Oh, no. so it's out. So I've downloaded. It. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. So anyway, it says evening, gentlemen. Hello, evening all. Uh, well, I never. Here I am, just minding my own business, a faithful listener and contributor to the VG community. And what do I hear last week? But an outright assault of my character and my family name. Bursalame stole it. Gently pressured, perhaps. I do actually feel a bit bad now that Duke's enjoying the original Witcher so much. <laughs> you accuse him of stealing your game. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I played Happy Wars this weekend. A lot, actually. It's a fun little game and the first free-to-play offering on the Xbox. Good potential for some play days and perhaps even a VG clan of sorts. Uh, due to the non-existent barrier to entry. Mr. Medal of Honor Warfighter play date. Must have disbanded rather quickly. Well, that's nothing new when you host a gameplay thing. It's always, like, you know, it's like half an hour. Oh, I've got to go now. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as I signed I'm up, busy man. an hour after it began. Interested to hear everyone's thoughts. I've played it a little and I'm a bit underwhelmed, to be honest. In fairness, though, I played the beta for the original reboot and hated it. Only to find I quite enjoyed the full release. Uh, that's it for this week. Busy, busy. Hope the show is going splendidly. Good evening to all yours. Seth McTitt. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, which obviously refers to my mispronunciation uh, of his name last week. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Seth, for that. Bursalem and your family name is now forever tainted because Duke thinks you stole his game, even though yes. it's to you willing. Stole things. That's very. He didn't steal anything. No, he obviously didn't. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So just to do some quick tit- uh, titters. <laughs> I've got tit on the mind now. Uh oh. We'll do some quick titters. 
Hit it! Saw a pretty girl just the other day. She winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure out just what to say, so I twittered it. Twit, twit, twittered it, twittered it. Yep. Uh, so I tweeted, chi- uh, Chinnies. So I tweeted Millie's even in what I felt at the time was an impressive time on Super Hexagon, which I think at the time was 95 seconds or something like that. Yeah. And Nick Partington said, impressive though that is, I'm on 116. Oh, burn. Yeah, and which is still more than what Millie's got currently, but it's, uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Pam said, that's kind of cool, but I feel inadequate now. I feel inadequate every day when I see how far she's got. Um, yes, Antonio Phillips said he's uh, be going looking for a job and stuff soon. So was wondering how we find time for games. Don't. You don't. You just have to make time somewhere. Exactly. That's What's important yeah. to you? Put time yeah. into that thing. Yeah, so uh, it's it's difficult. It really is difficult. I mean, like I've only played a demo this week and played Dishonored because time is precious and it's, it's finding the time to play the stuff you want to play. And I've got Sleeping Dogs beckoning me still back to play and I want to play that some yep. more. And, oh, man. But it's like everything, you know, I, I sort of, like I keep saying, if I have a story-based, linear, more linear game, I'll play it and finish it. Like, you know, I've done with more or less done with Black Mace. I've just got to quickly finish that off. I'm on the last bit of that. Obviously, on the last level of Dishonored, which will hopefully get finished tomorrow. Uh, but give me something open world and, and you can just forget it. You know, I'll play it for about three or four hours and then I'm like, oh, I've got all the stuff to do. Quitter. So you've got to find time. Find time. Uh, Adamski UK from over at the Midlife Gamers uh, said, thanks for the kind words. Reference, uh, uh, you know, Midlife Gamer, yeah. uh, Eurogamer party. So sorry we didn't get a chance to hug and stroke one another. So uh, stroking. So thank you for that. Uh, David Tripney said, update, the Walking Dead episode 4 launches on EU on the 17th of October at Veteran Gamers UK, post you on the 360 yesterday. Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. Very kind That's of you. obnoxious, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bowsy said, hmm, uh, BL2, spelling always being amusing, is really meant to say Duke. And uh, he sent a Twitter pic, right? And you've not seen this, I don't think, or did you? Did he copy you into this? No, no, I don't think so. And it says, I, I have no idea what it is, but it says Duke Hut, no fapping. Uh, and it's Duke spelled D double O K. So Duke okay. Hut, no fapping. And I said, <laughs> I did respond to this, and I said, <laughs> um, it is correct, that is Duke's back garden lol. <laughs> ah. And he said, uh, yeah, so there you go. No! And then he said, and I don't know what this means, he said, wife's uh, been asking me why I've been swearing so much. I have no idea who might be influencing me. Maybe he's listening to Ginny because he swears a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he Maybe that's what he means. Uh, and then, then he also said, damn, no PS3 or that code was all mine. So he was referring to the code that we gave away on last week's show, which we'll come to in the shout-outs, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris MJW said, uh, I convinced my wife to have Earth Angel as the first dance at our wedding and only okay. told her after that it's from BTTF. Back to the you- farts. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Killy Cranky, just um, FF Russian Roulette. For someone, and they include who does in that, and a lot of other people, not sure what that means. Uh, follow Friday. Hello, aren't you a Twitterer? Oh, right. Why is it? Must Rus- not pretty no, I know what FF means. I don't know why he was saying Russian roulette. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a new thing on the Twitter. Who knows? Let me see if I can find anything about it. 
Uh, Mike Vasey said, bet you couldn't get away with it now, lol. Uh, and that referred to a conversation which was uh, from Chris Williams regarding his first dance. And then Bongo the Saint said, Oi, I'm not a lush, I was just merry. Uh, referring to our uh, accusing him of being drunk on the Eurogamer X film. Uh, Paul Bay said, just picked up Dishonored. Uh, you would have thought they could spell it correctly. Yeah, that joke's been done a few times now, but it is still funny, I guess. Yeah, they didn't spell it quite right. Uh, and then I said, yeah, you've got to let him off because they're French. And he said, if I knew they were French, I wouldn't have even bothered. <laughs> oh, it's uh, And then he did say, Dishonored is really good so far. Has a Half-Life 2 feel to the graphics and not bad plot-wise, which I would agree. It's great. Really good. Very good. Play that game. Go play it now. You shouldn't be listening to this. Go and play that game. Yeah. Um, that game. Go and play it. Play it now. Enough. Uh and I've, I don't get this reference. Who do you know who Zach Navi is? Nope. No. Nope. Isn't that the one from Avatar, the Navi? Ah, maybe that's what. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think that I, is. I was joking because no. the Navi. He uh, says, but he Zach. said uh, anyway. Uh, I seem to. Have, this is Peter G. Pete Red Dog said I seem to have acquired my own Navi, and he's put it on YouTube, and it's his little son doing an impression. Uh, oh, so sure. I don't recognize the game, so it's, it went past me. Uh, I think Steve Conger knows what it is, so we'll leave it to him. Yeah. Um, uh, Antonio Philly say, you may hate Boom Boom, but you won't hate this. And I haven't actually looked at it, so I apologize. Oh, great. Is is that naughty? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do, right? I'll uh, I'll copy the link, and I'll put it in chat, and then you can bring it up, and we'll see what it is. Shall we do that? Okay, let's do that. Uh, He's doing that stupid thing where I can't instant message you. Oh, I got it. Here we go. I'm the cat with the bass and drum <laughs> going around like bum, bum, bum. Uh, yeah, I don't think it is. That's cool. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, you will know this one. No, you know this. Uh-oh. You know this. Yeah, bring it. Know. Bring it. Send it. You, yeah, I don't need to send it. I'm sure you've got it. Uh-oh. It's uh, Flight of the Concords, episode two. She's so hot. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, who's the king of the boom, boom? Hey. Um. Here, I get it. Hang on. You'll have that. You'll have that somewhere. Uh, so anyway, back to Paul Bates. He says, just finished Dishonored. Had to do it on easy 4 a.m. Sorry, go on. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go. Uh, 4 a.m. twice running. Sign of a great game. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've played it a whole lot this weekend, as you know. So yeah, very cool. Go on. Trying. Hang on. It's loading. I think I need a 1983 Casio DG20 electric guitar. Sit to electric mandolin, some drums, yeah. I see you with a sign, I want a bomb like it's never been done. Bus moves like the kick of my bunker. My beats stay locked and my eyes are zooming. My feet start tweaking and my body's booming. Yeah, that's there you what go. about right there. There you go. Uh, School Douglas said, saw this and thought of you and it's a Bissell cleaner. Yeah, I saw that. I wrote back, this Vac is a heck of a writer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, "What's it? Yeah, we shouldn't quickly mention this, right? They they've separated the podcast in the iTunes store now to this podcast app, which is crap. What? Yeah. So basically, you can't get so on the on your iPhone or your iPod Touch or your iPad now. We've we've uh, you won't get it because you don't get uh, operating system six, so you'll you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, but basically, in that the the podcasts are no longer in the iTunes store. It's a separate place called okay. podcast app." And it's it's really terrible. 
So the the suggestion I, can, I have for people, there's two available. One's called Instacast, which I use and I think is excellent. Uh, you can subscribe, do all the crazy stuff. You have to pay for it. It's two ninety nine, so it's not free. And there's another one called Downcast, which is slightly cheaper, but again, gets pretty good reviews. So that's the two I can recommend. Uh, then David Trimley said the unfinished Swan review. Stu, this might be your type of game, and it definitely is. I'll be getting that tomorrow when it comes out. And then someone else sent me another review for the for the unfinished Swan. So everybody's unfinished Swanning me at the moment, and I'm definitely going to be playing that game. So thank you for that. And that was from Tuscan77 was the other one. Uh, so thank you for them. And it's time for shout-outs now. We need to get the hell out of here quickly. It's time for a Colbert Report shout-out. Hey! <laughs> Uh, you're asking me to go. Well, who shall we have first? Can we have Chinny? No, because he's not here. Oh, jeez. What's wrong with you, Chinny? Why you suck? Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> no, we'll come to you instead, you. Off you go. I suppose he finally did obey this commandment. Being quiet, Chinny. Yeah, he is being quiet, isn't he? Yeah, very quiet. Uh, we have a new VG Hub member, uh, Gamer Kitten. Yay! Thank you for signing up with us, Gamer Kitten. And everybody can go check out their website. Um, we also have a new member of the site, but I forgot to write down who it is. Ah, I feel stupid. Okay. Well done. <laughs> I know. Right. How horrible is that? Yep. Maybe I can find it on Gmail. As I always uh, say, you're rubbish. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh, I know. He used like a weird login name. It was like E three, one, two F Q J, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It sounds like um, a bot. No, it's not, cause he, dude, they can't bot because now I know, it's like I they have to send me the email. So I know, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't remember. I'll find out while you're doing your shoutouts. Go ahead. Okay, mine. That's all right. mine. I don't have many. Uh, I've, I'm going to shout out School Dugger because he sent me another mix in the last week or so. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah, he keeps on sending me mixes. Are cool as well. I'm liking his mixing. He's, he's got some skills he has. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, two hour one this time. Big mix. Two hour mm-hmm. mix he sent me, so thank you very much for that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I was listening to that while I was making me food at the weekend. Hi. So yeah, so I like it. I like it. Keep them coming, man. The cool. So yeah, keep up the good work with that. And uh, yeah, basically, I'm gonna give out the the winner of the Hexagon HD challenge. Oh um, yeah. Now you may have an idea who it may be, who was also uh, you know on the Twitter feed there. Uh, at, at 116 seconds was Nick Parkington. Uh, Partington. I always want to say Parkington for some reason, but it's Partington. Uh, yeah, it was on 116 seconds, Nick Partington, but now he's on a massive 187 seconds. Yay! Uh, so, Nick, if you have Steam, I will send him a, a direct message on Twitter. If you have Steam uh, and you want the code for Gateways, I will send it to you. If he doesn't have Steam and doesn't do it, I will go to the number two person, okay, yeah. uh, which is Tom Humble. Uh, so well done to you. We got seventy six point one seven. Yay! Followed closely by Seth McNitt, uh Salem, who got fifty four seconds. All right. Um, followed by James Bearden, who yeah. got who got forty five point one four. Yes. Um, followed by Robin Mickelberg, who got thirty eight, and then right at the bottom. And I'm sorry to do this to you, Bongo. With ten seconds is <laughs> is Bongo and Millie. Millie's obviously number two with one hundred and ten. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. I must so, say, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Bongo and Greg DeLacy because they were on the Gamesman and they had an interview. That was very interesting. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. Them. 
That was good. So, uh, yeah, and James Bearden, apparently there's been an update. He sent me a thing on Facebook saying he's got 59 seconds now. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, I should shout out Lambie85 and uh, um, um, the Duff Stuff 123 for giving me the games on Steam. That's so nice of you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, that's so, I really appreciate that. Also, the new member on the VG forum is Elite, E-L-3-E-T. So he hasn't introduced himself yet, but, or she. No, it's a he. Um, but he, uh, joined up recently. So, yay! Welcome And that, that does sound real. That does sound real. Yeah. And by the way, uh, James's time moves him up to third place above, uh, Burr Salem. So. Oh, I'll... take that, Seth McKnight. So yeah, so Tom, so so Nick, I will I will speak to you, and if you don't have Steam, then I'll uh, pass it on to Tom. And if Tom doesn't have Steam, which I assume he does, I'll pass it on to um, James. So you never know; you might or still be in maybe the show. guy who doesn't have Steam, but he could sell it. Maybe like, I have a code. maybe um, you sell it like that. You have to go. I have a gateway's code. And that's it for my shout out. So we'll just come back over to you, Duke. Nope, oh, you just done it. Much- oh, yeah, Chini's gone. <laughs> no, Chini. Uh, and and that's it, really. So we need to go. So uh, Jammer Fall, seeing as he's not yeah, here. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you listening, tuning in, and all that stuff. And on on behalf of Lados, let me play this. And that's one to grow on. Yeah, there you go. Another show done. There you know, you know I, I always think, right, if there's only two of us in Chini's eye, it'll be a lot shorter, but it never is. It's usually longer. Oh, well, uh Chini keeps us on track, I guess. Maybe. Uh, Maybe really. it does, because it's like over two and a half hours this week. Yeah? Yeah. We got a lot to say. We're I know. We need to know about the can eat more. I do miss Ginny when he's not here, you know, as much as I sort of call him out for not appearing, you know, he, he, he's funny, he, you know, he livens the place up a bit, you know, because, you know, we're, we're not necessarily not, not funny, but, you know, he's just funnier. Good to have him around, no doubt. It is, it is. Oh, is that the thing? We're done recording now? Okay, thank God. Listen, I am so sick of Ginny and his BS <laughs> missing the show. What a scumbag. I know. If he weren't paying me all that money, I would say don't bother coming back. Actually. I know. I know, bloody ass. You, I uh, make believe. sure you keep all that stuff in, though, about how much we love him. Cause we I will do, sure. I will do, because I don't want him getting sort of like, you know, thinking that we're being horrible about him and stuff. Yeah, exactly, because he is, uh, you know, we know what he is. That's the way you're real diva like the flaws it. I mean, God knows what he's actually been doing. Who knows? Right. You know. Talk about probably, in the garden. Huh. Probably gone for a pedicure or something. Exactly. My, my toenails need to look better. Yeah, exactly. He's probably. I hope it's not. If it's something serious, I would. That would be really rude of us to be mocking him. <laughs> I know. Well, we always do this when he doesn't turn up, don't we? Like, oh, I always that's something. The thing, man, you can either tell us, and we'll be like, okay, we understand, or you can not tell us, and we'll be like, we assume the worst. <laughs> yeah. And the pedicures are the worst we can imagine. You know, even if you deport, like, you know, can't make the show tomorrow night. I'm in hospital because I got knocked down by a car. You know what I mean? 
That would be a very specific message. <laughs> Actually, it'd be funny if he wrote, I'm going to be in the hospital because right now I'm being hit by a car. Why did you take the time to write that on your phone instead of jumping out of the way of the car? I always remember the, the, there used to be a magazine. We've talked about this vaguely before that called um, Viz. And they used to have these top tips. And there was one once and he said, uh, save time when crossing a one-way street by only looking in the direction of the oncoming <laughs> traffic. Right? There you go. Right, and then a bit further down, there was another one, and it and it, and it had like you know from such and such in London, for instance, or whatever. Uh-huh. And then there was one bit further down that he said, uh, "Whilst crossing a one-way street, please ensure that you look both ways in case there's a bin lorry reversing the wrong way." <laughs> and then it had his name again, uh, something Royal Infirmary Hospital. <laughs> nice. Or somebody's pissed and they're just like, "I don't care where I'm driving." Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Uh, anyway, time to go. Bye-bye.